Happy Holidays from the Badass Records Podcast. mention uh, i'm a nerd out about numbers and mm-hmm. language and mm-hmm. so on and so forth um and uh here in the 90s it's it's uh easy to get excited about any association with the number uh so for episode 95 mm-hmm. of baddest records podcast um there's a lot of places i could go chris jones who is uh one might argue the most valuable player on the Chiefs, defensively speaking. Mm-hmm. Um, 95 uh, also saw a fun, fun run of fish shows in the fall of 95. It's yeah. a, it's a, it's a handsome round number. Uh, and it's as most of the most recent ones have been one step closer to a hundred. Yeah. So a lot of reasons to, be excited about it, but none more so than the presence of yourself. Oh my God, thank you. What do we are you, on the government document? What is listed as last name? Fuller. Okay, so that is technically my last name. Is that legally? Is that your home, your homeboy's last name, or or is it BD one or two? BD number two. B. Okay. Okay. Yeah. Um, it's funny to see your name on the Facebooks because it's there is no last name. I know, I took it off. Um, and I have always, always referred to you by <laughs> your mother's last name. I know. <laughs> which you have not always loved. No. <laughs> uh, but it's a fun word to you can put it in as a verb and look cute. And, yep. <laughs> um, but nevertheless, uh, Sophia... Sophia Marianne. Yeah. Um, fresh in from St. Louis, mm-hmm. fresh off the road from a therapy appointment. Yeah. Um, and you look great. Thank you don't, you. uh, three and a half, four hours for me these days, and I'm have a kink or need to lay down I for a I sec. I have to stop once. Um, but to, then I just power through. Okay. Just, just power through. Uh, for gas or pee or to just refresh. To the bathroom. Yeah. yeah. Um, yeah, it can be, it's a funny drive. It can be the easiest drive and it can be the most annoying drive too, especially if you get yourself in some of these pockets where it's a little windy and there's lots of trucks yeah. and everything just feels, well, how often, when's it the last really time you were here? Um, several years ago. Several. I would say, I think I was in dental assisting school the last time I came. Okay. And what was the occasion? I think my friend and I just decided to take a weekend just to go get away from school and okay. get away from responsibilities. And I think we just, we got a hotel room. There's a amusement park. World's yeah. of fun. Yeah. Okay. We went there. <laughs> Did you really? We went there like all day for like two days in a row. Wow. Yeah. Um, and was this because you didn't hit everything that you wanted to hit the first day? Or we did, were just having fun. Did, um, did some repeats? Yeah. Okay. okay. Um, Dental assisting school was really stressful, so we were just trying to get through. Why? Um, it was an accelerated program. Meaning you're 
cramming so it in a shorter amount yeah, of time. Yeah, so every oh. class was five weeks long. And so, like, my second day, I had a test. On I what? Tooth numbers. That you were supposed to learn the previous day? Yes. And was that how the pace of the whole program was? No, yeah. thanks. It wow. was hard. I graduated with a 4.0. Hey. Very nice. Yep. That's great. Um, and what, what was that, like a two-year thing? To... It was, I, wanted, I think it was like 10 months. Oh, okay. Yeah. And you've been in that business for... Since 2016. Okay. Well, I really appreciate you being here. Of course. Um, I uh, I know I sent you clips so that there's proof out there in the world, but this the idea for this series, mm-hmm. um, which I'm calling Becoming a Swifty, and it's got a Y on the end of it, which I know, I know, I know. They'll come for you. I know. I, <laughs> so strangely... Uh, I had a, uh, a chiropractor appointment this morning mm-hmm. and, uh, my chiropractor's a, like, he's a really cool dude. His, you know, he's got two, uh, massage therapists that work there and mm-hmm. an office. They're all really cool people. Yeah. Um, and I kind of turned him on to a couple podcasts, like stand up comedy based podcasts, mm-hmm. uh, a couple of years ago maybe longer. And so for a while it was like we were both into those shows enough that we were pretty current. And I, you know, uh, and historically I've been there like monthly. Mm-hmm. So we can, ca- you know, there's always something fresh yeah. to catch up on content wise. And so like a number of people, uh, and I, I get it. It's just, this is, you know, start something like this, you don't know what you don't know. There's a lot of things yeah. that you're not, you're going to be like, Oh shit. I never considered that big learning curve. One of them is, um, people that are just absolute hard nose. Like, Hey, and they're like, no. And it's like, Oh damn. Like, did I, was there another thing I upset you about? And right. that's why your answer. And then, yeah. then there's people that like, when you present it, like they don't know that it's a thing that, and they're like, Oh yeah. And you're like, do you want to, yeah, man, that sounds fun. Yeah. And then when it's time to like iron all it, they're like. Mm, kind of flaky. Yeah. Or just complete, go, you know, oh. almost ghosty. Yeah. Uh, he was like, yes. And and we picked a date and he gave me some records. And I think uh, he had some sick kids or something, mm-hmm. something going on. And he's like, I, t- I still want to do it, though. We'll circle back, blah, blah, blah. Um. And so, like, we didn't talk about that really for a few visits. We'd mm-hmm. still talk about our other shit. And it's yeah. kind of like, you kind of have to, like, let people, you know, you keep needling them. Oh, yeah. They're going to be like, fuck you. Now I'm really not going to do it. You know what I'm yeah. saying? I just noticed your hoodie. That's great. Yeah. Um, You haven't seen her, have you? Like, on the Eras tour? It, ever. I've actually never been able to see her in concert. Okay. We'll, we'll put a pin in that, but I just needed to ask because I meant to put it in my notes and I yeah. forgot, mm-hmm. I think. Anyway, um, so every once in a while when I'm in, he'll be like, how's the pot? And I'm like, it's, you know, it's, it's, it's good. Yeah. Um, and he hasn't asked in a good long while. And today he asked and I was like, man, I'm, you know, I'm getting kind of close to a hundred. And as a matter of fact, I have a buddy coming in to do one tonight, and um, 
told him all about it. And he was immediately just like, <sighs> and I was like, what? And he's like, I've got some people that you should ask. Like they would die. And, yeah. and I was like, really? And so he, he mentioned somebody by name. And by the time I was home, he had sent me a screenshot of a text exchange between him and this girl. Mm-hmm. And, uh, then he sent me her number, and then we started texting. And somewhere in the mix, the singular version of the word was used. And I was like, God damn it, I'm fucking the only person. <laughs> the only person. But it just doesn't make sense. Because, it doesn't have to. Well, it, but, uh, you know, if I, like, have this sort of obsession with language and numbers and things. Yeah. So, for example, like... I don't spell homie, H-O-M-I-E, because that looks weird to me. I spell it E-Y. You're just trying to be different. I'm not. I swear <laughs> to God, I'm not. It just, I think that this is the correct, you know? Yeah. It's Somebody could be like, two plus two is four, and I'd be like, but five Just really looks seems so right. <laughs> and they're like, cool. <laughs> anyway. Logic. Um, so I've been thinking about this for some time. Um and, uh, you know, it really, I think, is at its ultimate origin goes back to being a girl dad. And probably 2016-ish, mm-hmm. somewhere in there, which would make, would make her, you know, six or seven, um, was when, you know, some of her tunes and some other artists... <laughs> Double representing. <laughs> nice. Very nice. Um, you know, she was part of a, sort of a swath, like uh, uh, who, Party in the USA. Who's that? Is that Miley? Uh, Miley Cyrus. Um, and then there was probably a Rihanna song and a Beyonce. I mean, there was some... some Katy Perry. Yeah. Kate, she, that was first and foremost. Yeah. Loved her firework and... Mm-hmm. Uh, the tiger roar one yeah uh roar yeah and then yeah. she uh, like right when she was really really digging her and like you know it's one of the only cds that she, she probably doesn't even know that she owns it anymore at this point yeah. but like right at the height of that she did the halftime show of the super bowl mm-hmm. and was like i mean doing one of these things where you go like that and there's a new outfit, yeah, you know, like yeah. a bunch of different times. And so that was the first like, you know, uh, visual association with the songs. And mm-hmm. of course we watch a couple of YouTube. Anyway, she, Taylor just winds up in that mix yeah. somehow. And then, uh, speaking of St. Louis, Nikki Glazer. She's a comedian, right? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, I used to be a bigger fan than I am now. I just sometimes your tastes change. That's oh, all yeah. I can really yeah. say about it. But she's from St. Louis, um, and she was sort of interwoven with uh, some of the podcast stuff I was watching. Mm-hmm. And she started talking about like Lover just come out, and or maybe you need to calm down. Came out as a single first. Yeah. So yeah, that came out as a single before she dropped. Okay. Lover. So. I was like, what? And then I went and listened to it, and I was like, dude, that shit slaps. And ever since then, it's just kind of been very slowly. Mm -hmm. Fast forward to now, it's like, uh, I mean, very recently, 
did I discover the level of fandom. And I've I've not even really lifted the lid. It's just you can't You probably haven't even scratched the That's surface. what I mean. Yeah. You can't get like, you can't get out of the way of all of it. Yeah. Like you there's no way, you know, um well, I actually <laughs> the last guest uh whose episode will be out this Thursday lived in Germany twice. Mm-hmm. Lives here now. And when I brought up uh the Chiefs game in Frankfurt, yeah, no clue. He had no idea, and I was like, "Well, you know, it's just sports are not on anyway." Yeah. It's like I get that, but perhaps bigger news than that was that it, I think it was the first game that she was not going to be at <laughs> in like a stretch of two or three games, and yeah. people were, anyway. And he was like, "No, I know." I'm like, "Okay, that's <laughs> freaking crazy." Um. Anyway, um, so it's I'm just you know on the first little flight of stairs. And, are you a full blown Swifty? Well, I mean, what are the criteria? I'm not really sure. Okay, then yeah, I mean, I I I don't hide my I yeah. I dig her a lot. Oh yeah. Um, I needed to brush up on a couple today mm-hmm. um and some things happened uh, to change the course of the day uh one being uh my last family member that was still in town was like oh my god i just realized that like i parked at the airport and so she had to change her flight and you know, she's, she's got a you know, now she doesn't have a her, all of the rest of her people left and took the rental car back and yeah so she's like now i've got i had to change my flight i gotta take an uber to the airport and then pay and i was like i'll give you a ride to the airport yeah so it's like i but she's she is she might be around she's around your age mm-hmm. um but I, I don't have any reason to believe that she would be I think she's maybe a little harder than, I mean, she's got like, she's, she's an interesting gal. I love her to death. Um, she can but, maybe be a reputation girly. Well, so point being is I listened to one record in route to pick her up. Mm-hmm. And then when she got in the car, I put something else on Yeah, just cause I didn't want to have the conversation, you know, yeah. being, you know, yeah. uh, and then as soon as she was out, I was like, right back. Um, but I would say that's that's Swifty. Yeah, and and I think that that that's the interesting part of of the idea, at least, of this series is to uh, examine or just mm-hmm. consider the two different levels yeah. of Swiftiness. Yeah. Um. So you, I think, were conceived at Syracuse University. Is that correct? I have no idea where I was conceived. I think, well, okay, so here's what I think. Yeah. I think that both of your folks, like, did high school or slash grew up in St. Louis. Yeah. And went to Syracuse. That's that, that's I, what I think. Yeah. In New York. And and met. And and then, and then, and then the, the path of attending school at Syracuse abruptly changed for both. And they came back. Yeah. And tried to i don't know what they tried to do they tried to make it work right yeah they were never married right um and so i land uh in school with your dad in the fall of 95 Mm -hmm. 
and and we we were pretty fast friends uh i'm i'm not sure if it was i, f- I feel like maybe it was the following like i kn- i don't know i don't know but you know at some point uh and we did not do much of anything but play sega hockey and listen to music and pull tubes i mean yeah and, and i mean yeah. we did a lot of those three things yeah. at the same time um for many days you know or weeks whatever and and i don't remember how much time but some time went by and i was like you have a what you know because i'm uh i would you know so if i guess maybe i'm like right at 21 okay so like i i haven't really known any people in my life up to that point that are my same age that have children be- become yeah. parents yeah and i was like oh mind blown <laughs> well like so, and then it's i'm like where is she where you the know, fuck is she yeah. <laughs> then, well i'm like what what do you mean well yeah and it was there were immediate red flags mm-hmm. and i th- i think that there was some I mean, I know that there was some level of admiration. I don't know, like there was, like he, he I meet, like I, I'm living, so I do a semester at Pittsburgh State down in Kansas, and then I come out to Estes Park for the summer and take a year off so I can get residence in-state classification. I mean, and like everywhere I go, I'm meeting and I'm hanging out with cool people. Mm-hmm. Um, and, you know, I start school and I am like, shit, this is, this is what I want, the way I wanted it to go. It's going that way and I should be happy. And I should, but I was like, oh. Yeah. So I quickly went to the newspaper office because I was on newspaper staff in high school, which is where I met him. Mm-hmm. And, uh, you know, knowledge of hockey, knowledge of music, being sort of from the same you know, state, Mm -hmm. uh, I don't, I mean, in a band, you know, playing, you know, uh, he just, it was like, Oh, that's what I, yeah. Has his shit together. And then it was like, wait, no, he doesn't, (laughs) you know, I couldn't, I remember, I wish I could remember how much time had passed, but I remember being, uh, a little bit alarmed that, however much time had passed that I, that I didn't know that. And, and then it was like, we're still hanging out with the same level of frequency and little to no mentions, you know, okay. Yeah. And I think the times that you would come up, I'm like, how's that kid here? You know? Oh, you know, and then, uh, oh, she's coming for a summer Mm -hmm. and you came and stayed for a summer. Um, I don't remember, if it wound up being a whole summer, I think that was probably the summer that we all were at the same fish shows at Red Rocks. Yeah. Maybe probably 96. Mm-hmm. I think it was 96. Okay. So I would have been five. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and then man, just, yeah. I mean, obviously a big pocket of time in between. Well, I'm not sure how big of a pocket of time, but, uh, from that summer to, Whenever it was, he got married. Yeah, to Angela. Uh huh. Mm-hmm. And then, 
you know, not a whole lot of interaction again. And then here we are. I get the two confused, whether it was Arizona or New Mexico. Um, New Mexico New Mex- first. Yeah. Okay. Um, and then, like, literally, you both are gone. And, um, I, I mean, and, and the fucking shit was just getting started for you. Oh, yeah. Um, I say all of that to say, uh, I am, you know, this is not the first time that I've found myself, um, uh, very, very impressed that you turned out as, <laughs> as good as you did. I get that a lot. I mean, it's like yeah. no joke, man. I mean, uh. I think lots of folks lack uh, courage, resource, whatever it may be, to eat, to deal with much less than that. Yeah, you know what I'm saying. Oh, so yeah. um, it's a total, complete trip that you're sitting. Here. So, <laughs> so I have this idea. For, like, I'm gonna uh, part of the thing will be you'll get some Swifties on. I'll call it a series. And I yeah. t- told that dude in that interview uh in july or whenever that was but it had been an idea for a handful of months before uh we even he and i even connected never in a million years would i have suspected that the thing would get off the ground with you sitting there in the chair it's really awesome i mean life is full circle i know right um and uh i do love at some point you said uh this might be (laughs) this is how did you say it uh Something about the biggest flex to date. Oh, yeah. Um, I I told everybody at work, like, I won't forget you all when I'm famous. <laughs> but to, to to travel to do this is, uh, and, and I told you mine, which has happened since, which was uh, I took a 7 a.m. I took all of this mm-hmm. 7 a.m. flight to JFK. Oh, my God. On a Saturday morning. Actually, I stupidly attended a late comedy show Friday night. Mm-hmm. Um, so I was on very little sleep. Yeah. Uh, but took a 7 a.m. to JFK, Ubered to this dude's tattoo parlor. Oh. Set up all of the stuff. Yeah. Recorded an episode with him, broke it all down, Ubered back to JFK and flew and home. And was back in KC by 9 p.m. I was home by 10. Um, and it was insane like my back is still fucked up from just ubers and planes and yeah for a while i always i book a flight and there's a time change Mm -hmm. like i always think that the arrival time is not going to take into factor that the time has changed so I, yeah. so I, I don't know why I, and all, it I'm like, Oh, my head every time. So I told this dude, oh, my flight lands at 1130. He's like, JFK is 20 minutes from my place. Uh, so we'll meet there at noon. And so I, you know, I literally had a suitcase and a backpack full of gear and just the clothes I was wearing. Yeah. So I didn't, I get off the plane and I was like, I get an Uber and I'm like 10, 20. <laughs> oh no. So I text, he's one of these like, not quick yeah on the uh so i literally went and sat in a hard plastic chair and kind of slept like that for Ugh. wait just holding my phone yeah waiting for hoping the buzz would, would wake would me wake up. You up yeah um and uh it was fun it was an interesting thing to do uh he has this whole place 
and you know uh published books that you can get on Amazon and Barnes and Noble and his he I can't cross paths with him because of this podcast guest thing that I subscribe to and mm-hmm. he looks legit you know and his story was the bot you know like his IG bio yeah I was like oh god this guy's fascinating yeah um I should have called him um because he's got a mouthful of metal which makes some of his words a little inaudible and I was like <laughs> Fuck. Like when I got there, I was like, are you? You good? I, no. Are you the actual guy? Like, oh, no. Um, and he, uh, like everybody at the tattoo parlor was was surprised to see him. Wow. And uh, like I'm setting up and they're like, so what, you know, what do we owe the? And he's like, oh, some guys interviewing me for, for what? Oh, some podcast. And then he posted about it on Instagram and some guy flew in from Indiana to interview me, blah, 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 blah. And I was like, what? Indiana? Yeah, and then he did it again. And never, no, he didn't tag me. He didn't, no link, no, you know. And he's got like a shit, like he has a podcast. It has, yeah. uh, he has numbers and success all around him. But He must have forgotten where he came from. Well, I don't know. <laughs> um, nevertheless, uh, so we covered a little bit of that background um i also don't suppose i ever considered the possibility that you would become a parent yourself let alone have more kids than i do yeah um cranked them out yeah um so 10 oliver's 10 henry is six and ivy is three ivy's three um three going on 13 yeah pray for me (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> yeah um mine is um it's not i don't probably could have been avoided um but um she thinks that uh the things that she likes are like she, she should just have them and I'm talking, yeah. and there are none of them are like affordable. Lululemon, uh, Starbucks all the time, uh, Aviator Nation. I mean, everything is, it's always it's, just yeah. top shelf. The older they get, the more expensive Christmas becomes and birthdays. Yeah. I mean, because they want, they want an Apple Watch, they want a phone. I'm like, yeah. go, go back to. I know. I know. When I and- grew up, I got clothes couple toys and i you know she's at, and i remember very well um going different places on christmas mm-hmm. she got all these sub sections yeah. of family and it's like you're like just super jazzed because it's like double and triple the presents yeah like everybody wants to buy you a gift and so you're all and then as time wears on a little bit you're like i don't you know, if I got 20 presents, I like one and a half of them. Exactly. And, the re- yeah. and you know, and that's a terrible, f- first of all, it, it ruins Christmas a little bit yeah. or lessens your annual excitement for it. Second of all, it's a, not a good feeling that you feel like a shitty person. Yeah. And so I feel like I've approached it from every angle. And, and you know, last year she had expensive things and cheap things and medium. Like she actually titled 
you know her christmas list that, that way such a girl thing to do yeah but i mean it's like 40 things oh. and i was just like dude yeah like be realistic where's your yeah. where's your actual list yeah. no nobody and she's like well you know i should get all this <laughs> um and you know there was some upset and some disappointment and this year i was like man like 25 bucks you know set your bar there yeah like the value of a pre you know if nobody's gonna get you you know a 89 dollar pair of pants from lul they're just not like maybe your mom and i will but yeah you're not gonna get much more i mean yeah um and it's just she's like but that's what i like and i'm like "Eh, it just doesn't work that way i want to shake you yeah um so I'm trying to run through all my notes here. Um, I just can't. I can't thank you enough. This is really cool. I know. Uh, I'm and so and tired. again, uh, I I know that things aren't always super super easy. But like, if you you should have some level of pride for who you are now and where you are today. I know it's a goofy, awkward thing to talk about, Mm -hmm. but I mean, like, for real. Um, I, you know, was married to a therapist for, I mean, I suppose collectively we were together for the better part of 15 years. Yeah. Um, And uh, Bill Burr has a funny bit where uh, he talks about being in relationships and relationships being a, you know, you're you're constantly working on it. As as it should be, it's yeah. never just going to be. Oh, there it is, smooth. Yeah. And he's like, well, you know what I kind of figured out real life. Re, re, what I kind of figured out lately feels like we're always working on me. You know, and I was like, uh, um, and uh, so there's this element of being involved with a therapist where it becomes tough to sort out the valid points with just like kind of you're kind of getting some textbook therapy stuff yeah you know what i mean mm-hmm. um but i mean i i i majored in psych uh so I, I mean i studied some um and as she you know i went into my graduate program with creative writing and she went and she continued in the field and you obviously learn things on a deeper level and you know i remember very clearly her being like um you understand um that like there's no way around the fact that divorce is trauma for children. And I was like, I suppose, I mean, that would explain a lot. Like, I don't, I don't know that I ever had it. Um, and then, um, we were seeing a couples therapist at some point, probably too late. Uh, and then when, things went sideways i i saw him by myself for a little Mm -hmm. bit and uh the first time was a very sob heavy emergency 911 call to and he was like come in at 11 you know because i was just a mess yeah and he was like um you have to understand and nobody recognizes this nobody pays much mind to it but this is trauma and when we experience trauma, like a car accident, mm-hmm. we take our bodies to the hospital and get them fixed. 
Yeah. And when we experience trauma like this, we don't fucking do anything except yeah. for just keep moving forward, trying yeah. to do life. Uh, but it fucks you up. And I think oh, yeah. it's important to say, oh, uh, uh, okay. Oh, yeah. You know, um, I've, off, I've talked on here a number of times of just recently feeling like I, I've gotten to the point where I've, I finally unpacked everything mm-hmm. and I can see it. Yeah. On a shit like 48, almost 49 years worth of shit. Mm-hmm. And I've just now gotten to, oh, there's that. I haven't, I'm not doing anything with it. I'm just, I, anyway, um, I just hope that, you know, on your, uh, in your most challenging of moments, you can think about, you know, you've been through some fucking shit. I now know. you have people that depend on you. Yeah. Which yeah, that's tough. is a whole other thing, but... <clears throat> Um, so we start, I mean, we've, we've been in and out of communication for years oh, yeah. I and mean, decades. Yeah. Um, and we were recently, whenever our communication started back up again, I think it went for a little bit before the podcast came up. Yeah. And then some more time maybe went and at some point. Somebody said something about Taylor. Yeah, I think I I texted you that um, I asked you if you were a fan of the Chiefs. Oh, so and it was I, the, uh, that yeah. recently? That recently? Yeah. Okay. So I said it seems like our our circles might be merging. <laughs> our worlds are colliding. Yeah, yes. exactly. Yes, God. So I mean, okay. So then we must have started talking Taylor right then. Yeah. And then the podcast, sure. podcast existence comes up. Yeah. And anyway, I remember at some point you're like, I'm your girl. Yeah. And I was like, I, you know, in that uh, pocket of, I don't want to push too hard because yeah. I still want to have a friendship yeah. and not have you just be like, fucking Blair dude would not leave me alone. <laughs> um, but uh, so I want to know uh, where it all began began for you if you have some sort of like first here Mm -hmm. you know where you were what was happening in your life I think the moment I became like a hardcore Swifty um was I think it was 2019 and I was going through a divorce okay um I had just split with baby daddy number two I was pregnant with Ivy so I was and Ivy I was like five months pregnant and I left and I moved into an apartment with um with Oliver and Henry and I just decided I'm just gonna stay here I'm just gonna raise my kids so this would have been what year 2000 this was 2019 2019 okay yeah okay. so it was about halfway through my pregnancy I left and I've always been like a huge like music person um it got me through really horrible times in my life um and i turned on the reputation album okay and that fucking album changed my fucking life like it's you 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 dialed it up streaming it is a no skip album yeah and but but why did you go to it there was a couple songs like her more popular songs from that album that I really liked, so I would just find myself like going back to that album, and then I started listening to the other songs, and I was like, "Wait, what? Like this woman is so talented," nice. and I just 
fell down the rabbit hole. So when you made that call to, I'm going here and I'm going to, I'm going to do, was there resistance or were you left in peace to do what you wanted to do? When I left the marriage? Yeah. Um, it was pretty, it was, the marriage was pretty toxic, but as far as me leaving and us splitting, it was pretty mutual. Okay. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. And now. And now we're like really good friends. Oh, you are? Yeah. Oh, it's numero uno where there's. Yeah. Where there's usually tension. Yeah. Well, that's good because you still have, uh, Ivy's three. Ivy's three. You have so many years of logistics and things. Yeah. Yeah. So that's good. Yeah. That's good. And then, um, so Ivy was born in January and then two months later, the pandemic hit. Okay. So I wasn't even back to work before things were starting to shut down. And I got diagnosed with postpartum depression after I had Ivy. Um, and it was, it rocked my world. It was really hard. I've struggled with depression, anxiety, mood swings my whole life but like postpartum depression like it was insane I would just sit in my closet I would get IV all situated and I would sit in my closet and just like cry just unbelievably just gut-wrenching tears for hours when when our firstborn came into the world uh it was like fucking unbelievable 430 now granted She's born twelve twenty three, mm-hmm. so two days before Christmas, yeah, and just, the yeah. days are short. Yeah, already. Mm-hmm. So I'm telling you, at like clockwork, at four thirty p.m. Mm-hmm. And not that I was uninvolved with the baby yeah. otherwise, but she would literally be like, "Here's the baby. I'm going to the bedroom," and she wouldn't. She never said, you know. I think for a day or two. Like I, hey, you need, and then it was just kind of like she's, she has to go do the or suffer through this, yeah, and you know return, and so some sometimes it was two and a half hours, mm-hmm. sometimes it was like five or six, yeah, and and you know she would emerge, um, typically no more rested than when she went in there because while she would sleep for part of the time, a lot of the time she was crying. Yeah. So it was like, you know, even if she replenished, she's depleting, you know, just as quickly. I was like, yeah. Say that to say, um, we had a midwife for both. Mm -hmm. Uh, both kids were water births. Uh, the first was at a hospital in a midwife suite. Mm-hmm. The second was, he was born here. Oh, cool. Um, but both times um, we encaps- dehydrated and encapsulated the placenta. Mm-hmm. And it's like, we still have, well, we still have pills from both, but yeah. we've also had taken a pill and had tinctures made. Okay. That like, if they have the sniffles. You know, yeah. And, but, so the, so the cell was... Um, it will help mom with postpartum. Mm-hmm. Uh, it will help mom with menopause. It will help uh, baby girl when she first gets her cycle. Mm-hmm. And so we we're like, hey, and and so I mean, she was eating that like you know regularly. Yeah. And I 
think it helped. I don't, but it looked yeah. rough. Oh yeah, it's rough. It's not in fun. your closet, huh? Yeah, I would just sit in my, my closet and cry until because I didn't want <clears throat> I didn't want to wake her up. I didn't want to see my other kid. You know, my other kids see me cry. I just wanted to be alone, and I knew. <clears throat> Excuse me, I knew the first day after she was born that something was different. I just what do I you mean? I I was so in love with her, I was so happy, but inside I felt so empty. And I just was, This did not happen with babies one and two. No. At all? No. Whoa. No. I bet it'll rock your world. Yeah. And I also had a difficult pregnancy with mm. Ivy. Um I was in and out of the hospital a lot. Um and, you know, the separation was, was hard and stressful. Sure. Um, so and it kind of point, doesn't surprise me that I got it, that I had it after her. Um, who do you have left for support at that time? Um, I had close friends. Okay. Um, and then my Aunt Nancy, of course. She actually, she came from Nashville to St. Louis just to be in the room with me while I was in labor and giving birth. So oh. she was there when Ivy was born. Okay. Man. Uh, yeah. Again, like, uh, that relationship has seen a lot of twists and turns into the fact that yeah. you guys are... We're, like, re- we're really close now. And, yeah, you could point to a couple spots on the timeline where you probably would say, you know... Yeah. Um, when I lived with her, things weren't that great. Right, right. <laughs> yeah. Um, many, many moons ago, though. Yeah. Um, but since then, we, you know, we've slowly built a really good, like, strong relationship. Good. She's, like, if anybody, like, she's she's my mom. Right. Yeah. Right. Yeah. And she her, she has two that are she's, older? She has three daughters. Okay. Um, two have graduated college. Her youngest is in college. Now. Okay. And her husband is, are you, are you guys cool, too? Oh, yeah. He's cool. great. Nice. Mm-hmm. Very nice. So 2019... You put on um, Reputation. Reputation. Fell in love with that album, started going down the rabbit hole. Um, when Ivy was born, I um, her song Never Grow Up. Mm. I would like, I would hold Ivy and like we would dance to that song. <laughs> <laughs> and I just, yeah, I just farther and farther down the rabbit hole I went. Well, um, Let's just go back to the beginning then. Okay. Because uh, I'm assuming you've covered and consumed it all at yes. this point. Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah. Um, so, self-titled. 2006, 11 tracks, 40 minutes. Um, where along your rabbit hole journey did you uh, dig into this one? Let's see. I think there's only there's like three or four songs on this album that I'm like not super into. Okay, but for the most part, I know all of them. Right. Um, did you? But when you go down the rabbit hole, you said you, with reputation was where you started in 2019. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So where did you go next? Um, 1989. Okay. Why yeah. why'd you pick that one? I kind of went all over the place. Um, because it was an it was a really like iconic album. Okay, and you knew yeah. that. And I knew that because okay. I've always been a fan, um, just not like because I've never been like super into following celebrities and knowing all the gossip. Like I don't care. Right. Um, but then I, 
that kind of all went out the window with her. Mm -hmm. Um, So I've always known, like, she's got a lot of hits on 1989. So I was like, well, let me see what other music's got. So I went to 1989 and then Red. Okay. Red's a good one. Okay. Um, And then it was Speak Now. Okay. And then Debut. And then during all of that, she's dropping other yeah, music. Yeah, <laughs> she's dropping new albums. So I, uh, I don't know. So I, I give at least a chunk of Lover, you know, some mm-hmm. attention when it come, you know, when it yeah. comes into my orbit. Mm-hmm. Um, and then whenever I, uh, you know, some combination of like I need to brush up on her stuff just. Because if my daughter, you know, I, I want to know the songs that she's into. Yeah. But also for this purpose, you know, uh, I was like, okay, I have to go back to the beginning and, yeah. and start there. And I started here. Uh, and I knew, if, well, I should say I started like uh, Apple Music Essentials playlist, mm-hmm. which is 40 plus, maybe 50 plus songs. Mm-hmm. And it's like, they're all really good. Yeah. You know, I mean, it's like, fuck. I, I am, this is really good. This is not just some, you know, uh, dog and pony show. This is really legit good shit. And so now I, now I feel even more pressure to like know the whole catalog. Um, and so I started here Mm -hmm. and, uh, knew a couple tunes. And once I was through it, I was, uh, doubly glad, uh, one, because it's like first, first album, under my belt second i'm 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 not not a fan i i don't i'm, I'm probably not going to go back to it too terribly often i don't i don't go back to this album i, I have once and perhaps even a, a third time mm-hmm. and and might i might not have stayed for the whole thing mm-hmm. i don't dislike it but it's just not you know it doesn't butter my bread necessarily and this was still when she was kind of country doing the country yeah. thing. yeah yeah which i was a thing I had yeah to learn. yeah um but she uh, this is the beginning of i mean you talk about dropping and dropping and dropping it's two years later fearless yep uh 2008 13 tracks 53 minutes um i'm curious um about your feelings on this one and if there's even any reason to compare, you know, debut and this one side by side? Like, have you ever looked oh, at the leap? Fearless is infinitely better than because her debut. I I think that she, I mean, her debut album, she's just dipping her toes in. Sure, you know, sure. So she's by the time she got to Fearless, I think she was maybe getting her groove more. Okay, yeah. Um, it's definitely uh, a step away from the sort of country feel Mm -hmm. and it's like uh love songs yes but also yeah but also kind of like an eyebrow raiser in terms of it's almost like the potential for what she would become was almost like palpable like it was like oh man this is and this this is retrospectively speaking Mm -hmm. you know this is me recently yeah starting at the beginning and moving to this one it's like oh i this is a, you know, I can see yeah, sort of the path. Yeah. yeah. Um, any favorites? Jeez, um, I like Hey Steven just because my boyfriend's <laughs> I, I thought about that when I wrote that down. 
Fearless is a really good song. Yes. It makes me kind of just feel like I can do anything. Okay. Yeah. Very nice. Um, and two more years for 2010. Speak now. 14... Are you noticing a pattern? Yeah, well, I didn't think it was going to deviate until it did. It didn't deviate in, until it did. Right. <laughs> um, but, and I I'm, I'm actually have a note, uh, you know, super impressive in that um, most bands mm-hmm. or artists, uh, most entertainers in the music industry, um, like if you get to the spot where you want to put out an album mm-hmm. and you work towards putting out an album some people don't even make it to putting the album out yeah you know uh maybe you record some an, an ep or something and you got like a hundred cassettes printed and you hand them out for free and that, that's kind of the end of it yeah um so when somebody makes a record and it's successful enough for it to warrant a second mm-hmm. what do we oftentimes call it the sophomore slump you know, like somebody, band X, oh, and it's got, let's say it's got two singles and then, you know, some a, a fan favorite or two. Yeah. And so that generates interest and new fans. Yeah. And then the second record comes out and oftentimes it's a stinker. Yeah. And oftentimes that can be it for that band. Yeah. Not her. I mean, but just. She just gets better and better right? and better. So. 2006 debut, 2008 Fearless, 2010 Speak Now, uh, another 24-month span. Um, Mm -hmm. It feels like this one gets talked about a little bit less. Is that? Yeah. And I don't understand why she she herself glossed over Speak Now when she re-released her version, Taylor's version. Glossed over how? It was... Cause she'll, so it's okay. So when she went into, we call it the era. So she, what, what is era? that? Okay. So, um, she's got each like, how album do you... is a, each album is a specific era. Oh really? In terms of the way she dresses in terms of the types of songs, the vibe, um, she makes it her whole personality. Okay. Like when Reputation came out, like she was always in black. She always had a black manicure. Um, snakes were big, um, like on her Instagram and her Twitter. Um, the snake emoji was used a lot, like in the fandom. Huh. Yeah. Um, so when she re-released um, Speak Now, it seems like it was like a couple months later than 1989 dropped. Huh. Oh, so okay. it just kind of got it didn't get a very not big much chunk limelight. Yeah. Yeah. Before she and I, I can't figure it out because it's a good album. Yeah, it is a good album. Yeah. Um I've so if each album is an era, then why was this last tour the era's tour? Like I always thought, like, why isn't the mid this the Midnight's tour? That's the album you're touring in support of if you're a traditional. Right, right, right. But why she definitely did deviate. She stopped touring, I guess, around COVID, I guess, right? Um and um, once she started re-recording all of her albums and dropping those, I think it just kind of spiraled from there. And huh. she just wanted to make it like all of her albums she wanted to give. Because she it had been so long since she had performed. Right. And so I think she just wanted a chance to like perform all of these songs that she had just re-recorded. Mm. 
Um, so, you know, she was just on this big tour here I know. over the summer, right? Yeah. It was, I mean, months, Try to get tickets. months in advance. Yeah. People are talking about, I haven't heard people talk about an approaching on sale mm-hmm. date since I was like in high school. Like, and, and, and not tomorrow, like in two months, in three months, they're going to go on sale. And it was like, this is crazy. And then when it happened, it was insanity. There were, I saw people like, uh, you know, con- like IG reels or what content, uh, somebody's like on their belly in the backyard trying to get tickets on their phone. Yeah. Fuck. And the phone bounces and goes in the pool. Oh my god. Like gosh. there was a series of where people yeah. are like un- being unsick and then they, like something breaks or they yeah. break something or they cry. Yeah. Um I wanted to cry. I I was in the on Ticketmaster. I was in the queue for like 6 or 7 hours trying to get tickets to like three different shows and it just I couldn't get past the, the little, queue. The little man walking. Yep. Fucking couldn't get that. past it. So what what um the few times that I've done that uh, for fish shows, and mm-hmm. I mean, it's like they're gone. Their bots just they're yeah. gone, and then oh, here they are for triple on you know on whatever. Or whatever. Yes, yeah. Um, so, but you know, this is like twenty, maybe forty minutes of frustration mm-hmm. being in the queue. But I'm not really doing anything else because I'm watching it. So, yeah. how in the world? Does one? I was at work, um, and in our break room we have a computer, and so I was on. I was. I hope my boss is not listening to this. <laughs> so I, um, so I just had like Ticketmaster pulled up. Sure. And I would like I would see a patient, and then like I anytime I could step away, I would just like run to the break room and like see where I was at, and like nothing. So you're getting your responsibilities taken care of. Yeah, you're not neglecting things. No, not at all. But it's occupying some bandwidth, like for Hell, a whole yeah. day of work, and yeah, at the end of it, frustration. Yeah, and I would have stayed and and tried longer, but I I had an appointment that I had to go to, so I was like, fuck, that's it, I'm not going. And then, uh, I don't know about you, but I mean, a week or so leading up, I started seeing people on Facebook being like, um, you know, please, I'll do anything. Uh, and the uh, the opposite, like, you know, PM me, I've got yeah. something. And then you never see, it's all behind the scenes. Yeah. Um, but I mean, I think there was no shortage of people paying I, I think they were yeah. like started off listed. They were not at a cheap. reasonable. Yeah, no, I, they were a reasonable price when we saw when I saw prices. What were they? Maybe for a nosebleed, I, it was under a hundred. Okay. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Okay. So it wasn't like totally unreasonable. And like me and my cousins, we had a, a set amount in our head that like this is how much we're going to spend on tickets. And I, I couldn't. Even Are these Nancy's? Yeah. Okay. Mm-hmm. They're all three. Into it too, or not so no? much her youngest daughter, okay. um, but yeah, her cool. older, older two for sure. Um, I just remember seeing uh, this is going back three or four years ago, uh, at least, um, like four thousand uh, dollar, you know, not necessarily front row, but frontish area for mm-hmm. Adele in Vegas, and it's like I don't, 
are there that many people in the world that will be like, yeah, I can do that, or I will I do that. Adele, yeah. <laughs> like, I don't, I... That's not doable, like, on no, any... I don't know how these people are paying for it, for these tickets, the amount that they are paying. Yeah, it doesn't make any sense no. whatsoever, like something like my entire life would have to pivot in an unforeseen way for me to even be like, I'll think about that. Yeah. It's just not anyway. That's I'm glad that you were seeing, but, but at the end of the day, when, when the date was approaching, Mm -hmm. I mean, there was, there were big, big dollars going. Oh, thousands of dollars. Yeah. Um, and then the strangest thing happened. Um, and I, you know, maybe it's because I was already uh, sort of a fan or of this mentality, but I mean, I think her shows here were Friday, Saturday mm-hmm. at Arrowhead. Mm-hmm. Um, and I'm, I swear to God, like the whole week felt like the city was glowing. I'm not even kidding. Like, yeah. um, you know, like the bar I mentioned, maybe grabbing a bite at later. Yeah. Um, I think my kids and I ate there. Early in the evening, mm-hmm. the Friday night, and it was dead. And it was like, this is weird. And yeah. some like people kept uh, just saying, well, you know, I mean, Taylor Swift's in town, Taylor, Taylor Swift show tonight, blah, blah, blah. And it just was felt everywhere. And I was like, I don't think that I've ever had that experience, you know. And I've been yeah. r- relatively in some form connected to the music scene. Mm hmm. Like just at at a base level aware of mm-hmm. most things that are going on, um, yeah. and just you know the the most I've ever felt it is uh, being at a bar uh, on a weekend night, you know, like ten, eleven, twelve, mm-hmm. and and folks are coming to the bar from a show, yeah, and there's like three or four folks that were at the show, or maybe there's two groups, and it's like this buzz, but this was like much larger and yeah. almost immeasurable. Oh yeah. And then for days afterwards, um, people were talking about, um, you know, the amount of money that was like, cause people are going out. People are, you know, we're meeting such and such place before. And then we're going to blah, blah, blah after. And, and they're traveling. So they're getting hotels, yep. they're getting plane tickets, Ubers. I mean, the outfits you got to get you got to make sure your outfit is on oh my god so friday saturday shows there was a i think i learned this after the fact um thursday was a whole day where you could just go out to the truman sports complex where Mm -hmm. the venue is and and they had trailers full of merch that's dope and i was like wait what yeah this is not like grabbing t-shirt on your way in or on your way out it's a whole other day where oh, they have a whole separate event things <laughs> yeah like multiple tra- tractor trailers yeah and then a, a setup yeah and uh, you know got a uh, just wild it is um so where were we uh so, so she glossed over it even because she dropped the one that followed yeah 1989 was much anticipated um yeah but i mentioned that i thought speak now was was talked about less than others and you said even she because oh so she dropped this and then yeah she didn't because she's not dropping her re-records in order 
So this is t- 2010, but the but what follows this is red, right? Yeah. 2012. Mm-hmm. 16 tracks, 65 minutes. Um, so I had you on the gloss over point, but then I lost you. What? Uh... Um, <coughs> so I, when she, so now that she's re-recording her albums mm-hmm. and drop, she's not doing it in order mm. that she dropped them originally. She did two in 2020. And then two this year, right? Is that? Yeah, 2020 was Folklore and Evermore. Okay. And then Midnight's was her next album that was not a re record. What is. Let's see here. Oh. Fearless and Red in 2021 and mm-hmm. Speak Now and uh, 1989 this year. Yes. So, okay, so that's what you're saying. The re-record of 89 came on the heels of the re-record of of this. So it kind of got um, less limelight. Yeah. Um, Now, why? Okay, so let's just pause and talk about the re-records. The smallest base level of understanding I have is that label X who she was originally signed with. Scooter Braun, yeah. Th- yes. Mm-hmm. Um, owns the rights. No, owns the masters. Yeah. And she offered to purchase them. Correct. And he said no, or they said no. And, and then so went, she, Yeah, and then went behind her back and, and sold them to the highest bidder, basically. Uh-uh. I didn't, I didn't so catch that like, part. Yeah, so she was like... Um, and then I think it was Kelly Clarkson... Who basically, like, I, I don't know if she tweeted this, but she just basically said, like, girl, just re-record your albums. And uh-uh. Taylor was like, watch, hold my beer. Right. <laughs> so, so uh, highest bidder, I'm assuming, offered more than she offered? I'm I'm not too familiar. Either, yeah. Either way, it's a snaky. It was very much, like, not cool. Because all she wanted to do was own her music. Yeah. Yeah. Um, So him or them owning the masters, I mean, she still owns the right. Like, I mean, there's still her songs, right? So she can't get the masters back, but she has the right to do with the material what she wants. So that guy, they, you know, she can go do this re-record thing, and he can go fuck himself. He 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 can't get in on any of that action, no, right? She completely owns all her mu- all her music. And now, um, you know, you were on my case a little bit because the 1989 came out a handful of weeks ago. Yeah. Right. Mm-hmm. And um, it's got additional tracks. Yeah, she, the vault tracks. And then some, like, they're not all necessarily identical, the stuff that was already released that she's re-releasing. Like, there's some lyrical changes or a couple yeah, little tiny... Yeah, and, like, tiny, the music is a little bit different as well. But still, it feels like the same... It's mo- Yeah, oh, yeah. I think, at So least. you were jazzed for this 1989 t- mm-hmm. TV yeah. to happen... And then it happened, and immediately you were even more jazzed than you were. Like, it was scratching all your itches. It was like listening 
to 1989 for the first time. Really? Again. Wow. Yeah. Because um, it was so fun to go through every song and be like, okay, what's different? Oh, or I see. How is I this? see. Yeah. Um, and so uh, when one searches for her music for mm-hmm. the first time on whatever device you're using, mm-hmm. um, even though stream plays uh you hear generate pennies for the artist Mm -hmm. even though that's the case and obviously the higher the volume the higher the yeah royalty money or the earnings um but if you exclusively choose the material that says taylor's version in parentheses none of that revenue is going to that original clown it all is going where it should right Mm -hmm. so i mean that's i know that uh not everybody's gonna care about that um but i think it's worth mentioning because some folks will yeah some folks are like yeah this is absolutely you know it should go here instead of here so i I think it's worth mentioning yeah definitely um but red in 2012 16 tracks 45 minutes um Red I, I think, is not like my favorite. I'm glad you said that. Yeah. I felt like, um, so again, I, I start with debut and I'm working my way. I yeah. know 1989's coming. Yeah. And people have, and again, it, the, the playlist, the Apple Essentials is weird because here's 50 really good songs, but I don't, for the most part, know where they go. And yeah. I want to know. I like yeah. knowing albums, yeah. you know, top to back. Um, so that was a, cu- a curious thing. But also, like, Red got, in my mind, some chatter. Like, people, yeah. there are definitely people that dig it. Mm-hmm. Um, but I also, I, I thought it was good, but I also thought it was, it's kind of sleepy. Yeah. Um, There's one track on Red that I love. Which is? Um, all Too Well. All too well. And what is it about that one? It's just fire. Okay. <laughs> She's got a 10-minute version on her re-release of this, of Red. Okay. So there's a 10-minute version of All Too Well. And just when you think, like, it couldn't get more any gut-wrenching and just good, she it, it just keeps going. Yeah. And I just, I don't get her mind. She, you know... Um... I'm going to save that point for the album that it belongs to, but um, it's, you know, for me to like confidently say um, that I know an artist's entire catalog, Mm -hmm. you know, not too many artists I can say that about, but the ones that I can say, like I really do. And that's, you know, dozens and dozens, if not hundreds of hours listening um, and you, you know, eventually you start picking up on musical and lyrical nuances that you overlooked oh, before. Yeah. So a lot of that is still happening for me with her stuff. Yeah. And I'm finding uh, more and more often um, that things I th- there are things that have spilled into pop culture language mm-hmm. um, that 
she perhaps gets credit for like they just arrive you know how like, yeah. new york all the fashion hits the east coast and by the time it hits the midwest the all the people on the east coast are like that old thing yeah you know uh so there's so many little things like that that i think maybe she is responsible for Mm-hmm. That by the time they're hitting my radar, it's been like common knowledge for a lot of people for a long time. Right. There's that. And then there's also the fact that she's very sharp. I mean, she's. She is so intelligent. Yep. Her dad is a businessman. And, okay. And she gets a lot of like her business savviness from, I think, him. Because mm. she is, I mean, she's sharp. Well, you know, um, I can't really speak to business savvy but you know one thing that is unmistakably clear is that relationships show up a lot in her writing Mm -hmm. and she's i mean people have been writing about relationships since music was invented even you know before you know um and sort of i don't know did you ever give uh olivia rodrigo any energy she's all right her first record her first record's better than what i've been hearing lately same yeah um but driver license and um um shit there was another really really good song on that record um not ironic um anyway uh, so this record happens and then there's a netflix documentary that they put out about her. The Miss Americana one. Maybe. Okay. But it's like um, first semester, senior year of high school. Mm-hmm. And all this for Olivia Rodrigo is oh, exploding. Okay. Um, and she moves out. She has to, she moves out of because now she needs a home with room for five or four musicians worth of gear. Yeah. And so there, she just like, I mean, the high school thing, I'll figure that out. But this, you know, and that, and and so a lot of that record uh, is, you know, she does a really good job of distilling the heartbreak that can happen in relationships. And Mm -hmm. I'm like, that's not okay for you to have that kind of wisdom at 17 or 18. Like how? Yeah. Like I'm, you know, for at that at the time, you know, 45, 40, whatever. Yeah. And I'm just now cobbling together a little bit of how to explain feeling X. Yeah. So, you know, on a much larger scale, I mean, how, how old is she, Taylor? She was born in 89. That's right. Yeah. That's right. Uh, so she's, your, I mean, she's your age, right? Is that... Yeah, she's two years older than me. So okay. she's about 34. Okay. So, I mean, and these, I mean... We're only to uh, tw- 2004, still, you know, yeah, at 2014. Out. Well, but I mean, she's been able to articulate this way for a long time. Yeah. It's not just since she turned 30 or 31, and it, that doesn't make sense to me. Like, she's just, she's got a talent for writing. Yeah. And for words. Yes. Um, a great one. So, um, we talked about uh, Red. Yeah. And then we're to 1989, which um, I kind of feel like um, 
a lot of a, a healthy majority of fans regardless of the depth of their fandom mm-hmm. pick this one as their favorite oh yeah this is like where people like lost their shit lost their shit because I'm not sure why this album like really got people going, but I mean, it probably, I mean, she's got her relationship with Harry Styles that she writes about in that album. So that's like automatically people are just going to eat it up. Right. Um, Which I learned about him like 18 months ago, maybe. (laughs) (laughs) And then she's got her beef with Katy Perry. Oh, that inspired bad blood. Um, I think Katie stole a dancer from her or something like that. Interesting. She's not ashamed to air her shit out. No. I um, mean, she's got, what, what album, Dear John, uh-huh, is on? Early. I mean, it's literally about John Mayer. I know. <laughs> she don't give a fuck. Um, there was, uh, you know, the other thing that happened regarding her shows this summer, um, the people, I saw this maybe more than any of the other things. Mm-hmm. The people that had tickets, they said nothing until they're posting pictures from the show in the parking lot. And it was like, holy shit, dude. Yeah. Like, you know, it was, and, and maybe mum's the word is the approach. That way nobody is bought. You just go do your, you, yeah. And so, uh, a couple that I'm close with, um, went with their two daughters mm-hmm. and the dad said, uh, and and everybody was talking about the vibe, mm-hmm. the feeling, the tailgate, the feeling inside, like just this. I think most folks were like, I have never experienced anything like that before in my yeah. life. And this dad in particular said, um, I can't say enough about all of those things, the vibe, the tailgate. And yeah. it was like a Grateful Dead show without the drugs, yeah. meaning family love goodwill Mm -hmm. uh just is coming off off of everybody i mean yeah which and and so mom uh, the dad had that to say and mom had a shirt um that said something like mom's against john mayer or something like that that's good and i was like (laughs) Hey, like I texted her and she was like, my daughter made it. And it was either that or Jake Gyllenhaal. And I love Jake Gyllenhaal. So I said, no way. Yeah. And I was like, but dad and company is John Mayer's great. She's like, yeah, I'm sure he is. But I wore it for her. Right. Exactly. Yeah. So, uh, Harry Styles, like, I mean, he's just always been a musician. He was in, um, what is his fucking band name? One, One Direction? Nuh-uh. Is that? Yeah. Like Christian-y kind of? No, they were just like a boy band. Boy, just a boy band. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. That's Wonder where he came from? Yeah. Is he American? No. He's um from the UK. The UK. Yeah. Okay. Well, yes. I've seen him in concert. He puts on a good show. Recently? Um, Maybe like two years ago. Okay. Po- yeah. Post One Direction. Yeah. And it was fun. Oh, yeah. And how much of his stuff did you know before? He's got like, I want to say three out like solo albums okay yeah and very and it's like so different than like the boy band stuff because i was never into that sure um his like he went off and did his own thing and his music is it's really good oh yeah you would actually be surprised and He's got some good music do the three records feel similar to one another or are they different they're different 
different. They're different. Okay. His his debut like solo solo album is the most different from the rest because mm. I think he was still trying to figure out what he likes yep. and his style, and then by the time he got his other two out, he like was kind of figuring that out. So Harry Styles, Jake Gyllenhaal, mm-hmm. John Mayer. John Mayer. Who else? That she's had beef with? Um, no. Uh, well, relationships, I guess. Um, there was, what's his name? The DJ. Uh, Calvin Harris. I don't know who that is. Uh, he, she dated him. Um, then Joe Alwyn, of course. That was like her big. Who's that? He's an actor from the UK as well. Oh, okay. And they dated for six years. They They broke up right before she went on tour. This tour? Mm-hmm. Oh, shit. Yeah. Oh, wow. Yeah. Okay. Because one thing about Taylor is she will move on quickly. Yeah. And she's not, she'll put you in her song. I yeah, mean, she's not. Um, she, I think she said something one time. She was being interviewed by somebody and they were kind of cornering her, like, you know, why do you write about this? And she's like, if people didn't want me to write these things about them, they should have behaved better. <laughs> I mean, true. Yeah. Fair. Yeah. Um, but okay, so she has this tour this summer, and then she's off for a minute, and now she's yeah. she's where? about to take another two month break. But she's been touring like South America, South America, just there recently. Yeah. Okay. In South America, and then break again, break again for two months, and then back up again. And do we already know where? Um. Yeah, I don't personally, oh. just because I am not going to get tickets. So. <laughs> Well, that's part of my curiosity is like, um, would it be easy? Is it easier to get if you like, you know what? We're going to fly to Ecuador. Is is that an easier ticket to get? No, because she doesn't typically go to those places. So oh. this is like her first time. That was like her first time in Argentina and I think Brazil. Yeah. Um. So and people were going fucking banana. I mean, you saw the crazy Travis clips that's all yeah. i saw was a couple little yeah you know so when she was and when she's hitting territory that she's not usually in people go even crazier because the people that live there the people that live there so they're they're jamming out to her shit all these years just like folks just here waiting for her yeah just wanting her to come yeah wow mm-hmm. huh um so we got sidetracked because we started talking about 1989 and yeah. what was the first thing that you said about this was what's on this one? Well, she's got a lot of like, you know, she's got a couple songs about Harry Styles. Mm, she's there got you a go. song about um, Katy Perry, Bad Blood. Right. Um, she's got the song. Um, I know places that's like about her um, trying to get away from like the paparazzi and the scrutiny. Because poor girl's been under a, she's been under a lot of scrutiny for a lot of years. Like yeah. I feel like only within the few years it's been like cool to like Taylor Swift. Oh, for sure, for sure. Whereas before it was like cooler to like hate on her. Oh, uh, yeah. Really? I think so. Huh? I said to my chiropractor this morning. Uh, did you see that? Uh, so we're and and you know we ended up texting that yeah. that gal and I. Um, and she, I, I think, I think she's going to do it too. But anyway, uh, I asked him if he had seen the, the footage, uh, of when she left the suite for her first chiefs game. Mm-hmm. And he was like, when she was in the popcorn, 
when people thought she was. I was like, I'm pretty sure she was. Oh, yeah. She did and I'm pretty frequently. sure, like, that's how she has to operate. Yeah. And uh, he was like, I wouldn't wish, I wouldn't want that. And I said, no, I know. Like, the bigger the thing gets, the more cumbersome and more expensive. Yeah. Because now a new thing crops up. Like, how do I leave a venue if I'm a, a patron? Yeah. Well, now you, now you got to have a fucking team. Yeah. And some security person. I mean, and a, a, a just, I mean, yeah. I can't even. She loves it, though. She has a documentary on um, Netflix, I guess, Miss Americana. Okay. Yeah. And she talks about, you know, how she, she just loves her fans. And huh. she just wants to, like, make them happy. And give them what they want. Well, the the most recent rumor here was that, like, I can't keep up, but Travis Kelsey has a house here and was going to get another one here. Yeah, but- so he bought us basically a house, another house, for them to have somewhere to go, like, privately. Gated community. It's a gated community. Yeah, exactly. Somewhere where it's just easier them for them to get away from the public eye. Yeah. I mean, which I'm sure thins it out a lot and helps a lot but there's probably still people in that community that are like oh yeah she's home you know like (laughs) she's wearing a skirt you know whatever (laughs) right oh yeah it's not fully escapable unless you just isolate and even then it's a couple crazies that would trek up to your mountain cabin and exactly sign my hat or whatever um okay so uh a lot of love for 1989 yeah um it's and, a good album. And then this is where we first deviate. So we've gone every two years up through 89, and then Reputation drops in 17. Yeah. Uh, 15 tracks, 55 minutes. This um, is where shit pops off. Okay, so if memory serves, this is one of two that are tops for you. Right, um, yeah. Mm-hmm. So what makes this one why this is where stuff pops what what is it and why so before this album dropped that's when the drama with kim kardashian and kanye west happened between the two of them yeah kim and kanye yeah okay so kanye wanted to involve her like um her name in a song and so are they they're no longer together when this happens when um when this happens kim kardashian and Kanye West, I think, were married. Okay. This before this album drops. Yes. They're married and but shit's going on. So Kanye gets Taylor on this phone and she Taylor doesn't know, but Kim's recording this conversation. What? Yeah. And he supposedly, allegedly asks Taylor for permission to have a lyric in his song about her like being a bitch about who being a bitch taylor i he's asking her he's asking taylor Mm -hmm. can i have have a lyric in my song about you being a bitch yeah but what a weird ask i didn't the video was like clearly edited that kim posted because Taylor, once the the song kanye song came out and she hears this lyric taylor's upset because she says I was never, like, informed that that was the lyric in the song. So, like, I na- never gave you permission to do that. And then... But does for- he need her permission? I don't know. 
But furthermore, he makes a music video, and it's, like, all these naked women that look like Taylor Swift. Oh, wow. Yeah. It was just, I mean, he was clearly, like, dogging on her. Ew. And at that time, the hate for Taylor Swift was, like, at its peak. Why? Because people were taking Kim and Kanye's side. So, she... So, things, when this happens, things between Kim and Kanye are fine? Fine, yeah. Are married. they still married? No, they're not married Yeah, but anymore. she, when you see her name, it usually says Kim Kardashian West, doesn't it? I think she dropped the West. She did, okay. As far as I know, okay. yeah. So, the, um, but, but at the time, they're fine, and they're in sort of in, in this together. Kim's recording it, and Kanye's... Kanye, like, in order to defend Kanye, Kim, like, posted the video or okay. something. Okay, okay. Um, I didn't pay too much attention to it. Um, just not a fan of them. But right. um, she, Taylor, dropped from like the public eye for like a year. Oh, really? Because yeah. of this? Because you of think? this. Because everyone was hating so much on her. And she just felt like she didn't want... What? Nobody uh, wanted to see her. So she why said, though? fine, I'll disappear. Why were people... She's drama. They think she's a snake. They okay. think she writes about... You know, people she has beef with. Yeah, exactly. And people just didn't like that. And then she comes back and she drops this banger of an album. Okay. And basically just to say, like, fuck you, I'm back. And it was just, it was iconic. She deleted all her Instagram photos and started making, posting new pictures. And it was like one of those pictures where, you know, something, little pictures make up one big picture. Oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So she was like posting all these little pictures and once she was done it was like a snake and we were like something's happening and she dropped reputation huh yeah wow um and you know she took what people scrutinized her for and she made it into an album nice well played and that's like one thing that she's really good at is like she takes the things that people make fun of her for and she turns it into like, she will make fun of herself. Especially, she did that on 1989. Um, let's see. What? Shake it off. Mm-hmm. Um, look what you made me do. Um, yeah, all the, I mean, she just, she'll just make fun of herself. And, like, she just, she turns everything into, like, an opportunity. Wise. Can't blame her. No. Um, so... I think I've given this one three full listens now. Um, and I I like it a lot, but I also feel like um, I'm far from soaking it all in. Mm-hmm. Like it, yeah. Usually I feel pretty confident after three listens. I think I need a yeah. couple more. Um, but one thing that I do feel pretty confident about is that I think Delicate might be the best song on the record. That's a- I think there's like four or five tiny little lines in there. Um, like I was saying earlier, uh, she's, there's a sequence of lines that she runs through. Um, is, is it cool that I said, is it is chill? It cool that I said all that? Is it chill that I'm in your head? Yeah, in my head? All of them. Yeah. I'm, uh, it's, that's what I'm, it's, I'm saying. Like, did, did we all learn that? by accident because of her you know what i'm saying like yeah. just very very clever and again touch like too young to 
be able to articulate the nuance of relationship. Yeah. I mean, too, I say too young, I'm, I'm being a little bit facetious, but I'm yeah. being a little bit serious too. Like, um, really wild. Yeah. Like, um, just a mind and a talent that I don't think have inhabited the same body before No. when it comes to some of those. Um, yeah. I want to pause real quick and use the restroom. Okay. Um, so we ended off with reputation and I want to pause for a quick second and go back to, um, you said a little bit ago that music has always been, a big part of your life. Yeah, I, definitely. Okay. Um, where is, what's the origin story there? Um, so growing up, um, I was not in a good situation. <laughs> um, my mom was very, um, like physically, emotionally, verbally abusive. All of them. Yeah. Oh, damn. It was pretty rough. I don't know that I knew. I don't do that? Yeah. think that I, okay, early mm-hmm. and, you know, I don't, I'm not really interested in dragging names through the mud, but yeah. so, some of it's kind of unavoidable. Yeah. Um, I, I mentioned uh, knowledge of your existence as like a red flag. Yeah. That I, whatever, it's fine. Um, and then over many years up until, I don't want to say today. But yeah. until recently, there's a pattern from my perspective mm-hmm. in which it doesn't matter the bandmates, roommates, spouses, children, mm-hmm. everywhere you see relationships dissolve. Yeah. And it's always the other person. Yeah. You know, and, and yeah. so we have uh, a, a, this recent pocket and then another one or two pockets of time where no communication for different reasons. Yeah. Um, but, you know, initially it was like, hey, yeah, that, that person sucks. They'd, and then after eventually you start going, wait a minute. So yeah. I say all that to say uh, I suspect that my opinion of your mom originally and I've never even met her um you know like well here's this cat that I admire um I wonder and, and I'm getting fed oh she's crazy she's the you know it's like and so you sort of start to go I bet there is something going on there yeah. but also I can't ignore the fact that the child is with her yeah and not you I know that it, 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 she's so crazy and you're so normal <laughs> where's the baby it, yeah. it would be um like that you know where there's geographical distance and turmoil i mean i, I think more often than not you would expect for the child to be with mom like if the yeah. child is with dad you would go i wonder what's up with mom oh yeah right 100 where it's more i think it's more normalized for the mom just default parent mom yep yeah, so mm-hmm. there's all that. And then um, not much. Like, that's that, Those are like early opinions and observations. And then yeah. a whole pocket of n- nothing. Yeah. This is still just my what I refer to. Yeah. And then Australia happens. Yeah. And I'm like, I know that bitch is good. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, not, like, I not, knew it. <laughs> not totally yeah. 
he's not like totally off the hook, but I was like, they're, they're yeah, that's fucked up. Yeah. Um. So I, I cut I cut in on you saying it was not a good situation. Yeah. So it was. My mom was very, very abusive. Um. She ended up getting married. He wasn't much better. Um. Better, but not much. Um, so they, um, fought all the time. Um, I had, and a, you're obviously aware of it. Yeah, definitely. Um, and you're how old ish? They got married when I was five okay. and then they divorced when I was maybe 11. Okay. So they were, you know, they're fighting for a good minute. Yeah. And you're aware of a lot of it. I'm yeah, sure. Cause I was five, you know, so at that time you, you kind of start to get things yeah you may not understand them but you know something's wrong um so um things were i had a special need or i have a special needs brother oh, my brother right. samuel he is yeah he's autistic um he has epilepsy Damn. yeah he really we didn't know if he would live or die when he was born oh shit um he was having like 12 seizures a day oh, as uh, an infant up until I can't remember when he finally had surgery, um, but yeah, it was for years. Like he was on a feeding tube. Holy and, shit! Yeah, so that that added to a lot of the craziness of it all. Um, so I was just I was ignored. If I wasn't being yelled at or hit, I was just being ignored. So I retreated into my room and I would just listen to music on just on my my dad. Actually, I remember he bought me my very first like CD player. Okay. Like, it was a radio and a CD player as well. And um, I will I'll give him credit for this. He gave me I think he gave me my love for like music. I want I mean, yeah, I would have been surprised if that wouldn't have been. Yeah. So he always, like, he took me to the store, he bought me the CD player, and he let me pick out, like, five or six different, like, CDs. All in one shot? All in one shot. I Damn. was, like, I remember I got Aaron Carter, <laughs> the Backstreet Boys. Aaron Carter? Was... Is that, a, it's not a country singer. No, Aaron oh. Carter? Oh, my God, he's from my youth. <laughs> um <laughs> He was um, Aaron. Uh, he his brother is Nick Carter, who is part of one of the boy bands in mm-hmm. Sync, Backstreet Boys. Not sure. So he did his solo thing, and everyone at this time were. I mean, it was either Backstreet Boys or In Sync. Which band was your favorite? Sure. I was like in my room listening to cr- things that nobody my age was listening to: Matchbox Twenty. Um, Goo Goo Dolls. Oh wow! F- that's the stuff that I liked, and so I would. So when you when you got this radio and these five or six, you already had artists that you liked, and you mm-hmm. picked those CDs mm-hmm. for the. Yeah. And is that coming from radio? Yeah. Okay. And I would just, and at the time, you couldn't just like get on Google and like Google who these artists were. So I would like sit in my room for hours. And listen to the radio. And I remember there was one song um, by Matchbox 20, that song Unwell. Yeah. I'm not crazy. I'm just. Uh, yes. Yeah. Yeah, okay. yeah. Yeah. I love that song so fucking much. So I would wait until they would cycle through and inevitably play that song again. And I would like grab a piece of paper and a pen and I would like write down the lyrics 
the best that I could because I, I didn't have a computer. We didn't, there was no Google. Um, so and you didn't have the CD with we the didn't lyrics have the CD with the lyrics, so I would just write them down and like I would just do that with every song that I loved. Wow. Yeah, and um, that was just my escape sure. from reality. Yeah, it just felt like trauma. I could just, yeah, I, I could, mean, if if any of those kinds of abuse are happening, yeah. by themselves, yeah, that's trauma. Yeah, times three. Yeah, I mean. Yo, yeah, and then of course the your siblings. Mm-hmm. <sighs> yeah, so not I, hard to see. Yeah, the ignoring. Yeah, you know, um, that's uh, that's really great. Like uh, maybe you've seen, I don't know. It seems like at this point there's either a, a reel that's like a, a collection of clips all mm-hmm. put into one, and it captures all the yeah. commercials you used to see and the games you used to play. And, you know, then there's, like, Facebook groups that will, you know, Gen X, we're the first to blah, blah, blah. Yeah. And, and a thing that comes up very often and is very true for me is waiting for them to cycle and hitting record yeah, on, with a tape player. Too. I would do that, too, and, yeah. And you hoped that <laughs> yeah. you not only timed the beginning right, but that they didn't talk over the beginning of the song or the end of the song yeah. and fuck up the whole, yeah. um, you know. Uh, so that's, that is, I mean, I, I definitely remember trying to do that too, but probably for cassettes that I bought that just had the the album artwork mm-hmm. and then the, the, song, the listing of the songs yeah. On the spine, and mm-hmm. then the inside is just nothing. Yeah. So that was the worst. But but at least I'm I can hit stop and rewind. You're doing it live. Yeah. <laughs> That's crazy. So gosh, um, how old were you? Do you think when he bought that for you? Uh, maybe like eight, nine, okay. ten, somewhere, so, somewhere around there. So if it's eight, then you're appreciation for slash love of music is probably going back to like six. I mean, if you were like into, if you were aware of the radio and had songs that you liked and so forth. I was also a big Cher fan. Okay. Which was always like nobody, none of my friends liked Cher. (laughs) So, I mean, you say that and, and there's like when I hit whatever age where I'm, loving music and, mm-hmm. and like I knew you know basically I got you babe Sonny and Cher days yeah and she's a you know she's in Mask the movie you ever seen that I fucking love that movie okay so uh, really just those I've seen it a hundred times <laughs> okay really just those two like I know that Sonny and Cher wrote a bunch of other songs but that's the one that you yeah. would hear yeah um and in fact I think it's the song <laughs> That plays in Groundhog Day. I've never seen that movie. No way! <laughs> That's a great movie. I know. You know Terrible the, at you movies. know the premise. Yeah. So mm-hmm. He wakes up and it's, it's the same, same day. day oh, every so day, yeah. when the alarm goes off at six o two or whatever, <laughs> I got you. So, but so it's like that. That and then the oh shit, share from this oldies song. Yeah. She's in this movie. Yeah. And then she had a whole other career mm-hmm. that was yet to even come so uh life after love yeah was the, the believe yeah. believes yeah. that the name well mm-hmm. okay but that's the first time 
you know, I was like, how's she doing that with her voice? And people are like, it's a fucking thing. It's not her, like, wait, <laughs> wait, hold on. Don't break my heart. <laughs> I didn't know that. What? I didn't know it was auto tune. Like, yeah. I, I think. <sighs> this you... whole time I believe that she could really no, say you did like not. that. No, I you did not. I swear on my life. Okay. Um, I really, now I really I'm going to have to Google that what, later. <laughs> for sure. For sure. Uh, so, so somehow or other you've got an affinity for Cher. Yeah. Is it I because just, of that tune just, or? Um, I just thought it was fun to listen to different things. For sure. I don't like my dad. This is like one good memory that I have and that sounds awful, but like it would just be like anytime when we were together and we were driving in the car he would have such a range of music. For sure. It would, I mean, it could have been something like, you know, a pop song and then into um, System of a Down. And then you're, and then it's Fiona Apple. And then it's, it's just so, and then I would find one song that I liked by that artist. So I would, I would just stick it in my memory or like write it down if I could. And then I would just fall into the rabbit hole of a different artist. And it was so fun because it was just a way that I could just, he, yeah, you know, I'm I'm into Frank Zappa because of him. Mm-hmm. Um, I was already into Fish when we met, but I yeah. mean, it took it to another level. You know, there's King Crimson, Robert Fripp, like he, you know, and there was like not there's nothing that he won't listen to. I know, and and I remember, you know, arriving at that point in life, feeling like. I'll go toe to toe with most anybody knowledge wise. Mm-hmm. Not that I know everything, yeah, but I feel like I know m- more than most. Yeah, and I remember, you know, having a couple of experiences where he's talking about artists or he's mm-hmm. putting on something by an artist, and you know, being like, "It's got to be full of shit," like to some degree. And no, like he, I don't know how or when he was able to, you know, consume. And learn all that he learned, and 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 get to that. Yeah. Um. But always, always remarkable. Yeah. Um. In fact, um. When we met, I was, I was, you know, anytime I would meet a fish head, mm-hmm. do you have bootlegs? And you borrow their bootlegs, and you dub copies for yourself, and mm-hmm. maybe they do the same with yours. Yeah. Um. He was way past that by the time we met like he wasn't into that anymore but he still had all of his tapes yeah and, and a bunch of them mm-hmm. and you know he was very dismissive oh, they're in you know like didn't even he wouldn't even get like man get your i want to see your tapes and borrow yeah. some tapes and finally you know one day he's like all right you know i don't even think he got them all he like maybe he picked i don't know yeah. but i went i went home with a few and um I didn't understand, like, I understood the difference between soundboard and, and crowd. Because, like, for, you know, the Grateful Dead and Fish mm-hmm. traditionally sold sections of seats for tapers. So you bring in your gear and you set up a thing and you tape. And then soundboard stuff starts getting, which is way, 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 way better. Yeah. But I never could wrap my head around... Uh, you know, sometimes you get a tape and it would say first gen, second gen, third gen. It's like, if it's all sound, like, what is this? Well, what it is, is guy over here got a soundboard copy 
and then this guy recorded that copy. Okay. So now it's second gen. Okay. And then it's third gen. Yeah. You know, each time it happens. And so I borrowed this collection of tapes. And, you know, I remember being like, he doesn't even care about these. You should just give him. But he wanted them back. Like, he made no, you yeah. know. And so uh, for one of the shows, I, like, swapped them. Like, I, if he gave me a second gen and the recordings I made are now third gen, mm-hmm. I, I kept the second gen tapes and put <laughs> the third the gen, ba- but back in yeah. his cases. Yeah. So when it goes in the thing, it's still in his hand. You know, and Did I was like, yeah, of course. I, and I thought for sure he, he'll never even he'll never know. take that tape out ever again because yeah. he doesn't care. He's yeah. on to, and he, you know, one day we're hanging out playing hockey and he's like, you fucking snake. You swap. And I was like, God damn. I was like, no, I tried to like lie. My, I was like, no, yeah. I, I couldn't. And he's like, dude, don't make me go get it out. And, and I was like, Busted. Yeah, and I I don't know if I made it right and swapped him back or, or whatever, yeah. but I couldn't believe it. I was like, damn, fucking saw that shit, saw right through that shit. Yeah, oh yeah. So, you know, um, radio, then you got a CD player with some CDs, mm-hmm. and, and you know, I imagine it just keeps growing, keeps growing from there. Um, that was when I was still living, you know with my mom mm-hmm. and we never really had money. So it was like that, what I had was that was it. I never, I didn't get to really keep adding to my collection very much. Um, and um, when I was, I guess I was 12, almost 13. That's when I moved to New Mexico to actually officially live with my dad. And that happens because she's like, I'm out. She moved to Australia. And I mean, the way that the information came to me was uh, decided that she didn't want to be a mom anymore. And, yeah. and I was like, that can't be what actually happened. That's fucking impossible. So and then, yeah. boom, there you are. I was like, what? Insane. Wait, she's, did anybody look in the basement? She's not really in Australia. You know what I'm yeah. saying? So you go to New Mexico. Yeah, I'm living there for a few months, and I get a call one day, and it's my, I guess, my ex-stepdad, because they're divorced at this point. Right. And he's like, "Uh, I just wanted to let you know um, your mom moved to Australia today. And that's how I found out. And I was like... So, oh, so you moved to New Mexico first, Mm -hmm. because... I think that she was planning to move to Australia. She didn't want to tell me... But I, I like I, the memories are a little hazy, but I remember seeing a psychiatrist and them like asking me where I wanted to live. And I, I said with my mom because I didn't want to go live with my dad. Yeah. I'd only seen on like summers. Right. Um, but ultimately, the next thing I know, I'm getting on a plane to move to New Mexico. There was really no communication with me. So she was just like, you need to have her now? And he was like, okay? Yeah. Is that, yeah. as you understand as it? How- I, that's how I understand it. And so I'm living there. I get a call. She's gone. And then it was like, I. it was just a weird feeling. Like, it was like, how what long the fuck? How long had you been gone before you got that phone call? A few months, maybe. So, I mean, is it safe to say that 
you're still absorbing this change. Oh, yeah. Not settled into this brand new, uprooted life. Yeah. And I mean, and then when you think about it, I'm 12, almost 13. That's a really hard age to be as a girl growing into a woman. Yeah. Puberty. Yeah. And like, you need your mom more than any time during that time. And she just said, see ya. I mean, what do you, I mean, what did you do? do like how did that that had to be just so fucking deflating oh yeah and weird Um, and confusing definitely like altered my brain chemistry i was so severely depressed that like i i mean that's why i got sent away when i did because i they were my dad was afraid that i was going to kill myself I was very self-destructive. I thought you, you, is this Utah? Yeah. I thought that happened because he was gone. No, it was it was kind of two things happening at once. Oh, yeah. I've believed that to be the case until it right was, now. They were planning on sending me away long before um, he got arrested. So when, even though, okay, so if we go back to 04, 05-ish, AI, the instant message, I don't when, what was it? It was AI, it was AIM, right? AIM, yeah. So sometimes I'd be chatting with him, sometimes you, but it felt like, and I think we've talked about this before, you always, you had one buddy that you were close with, Mm -hmm. um, and maybe not so much anymore, Um, but but it, Point being, it felt yeah. like you had friends, yeah. and you were being social. To a certain, for a while, it stopped. Oh. But yeah. So that's why I was like, at least she's because it was like uh, she has a friend over, and we just yeah. ordered pizza. Mm-hmm. That kind of, and I'm like, yeah. okay, that feels normal. Yeah. yeah. Um, seventh grade was pretty normal, I would say, as normal as it could be. Is this your first school year with the move? Yeah. Eighth grade started to get hard. Ninth grade is when I like fell apart. Really? Yeah. So um, eighth grade, I started self-harming. Nuh-uh. Yeah. So that was when things got really bad. Um, I was, so I was self-harming. I stopped eating for a while. Lost a ton of weight. Yikes. Um, and I was just generally very depressed. I mean, I would get home from school and I would just sleep until I had to get up the next day to go to school. Uh-uh. Yeah. So, like, 3.30, and then I would wake up again. Holy at like shit. Yeah. So, no homework, no sports, no shit. activities. Didn't care. I played volleyball 7th and 8th grade. Okay. And, um, but I just, like, I didn't care. And were your grades suffering? They reflected that. Okay. Yes, okay. Absolutely, yeah. Um. <coughs> Seventh and eighth grade, at least. You know, they were always, like, mediocre. Because, you know, I'm, I'd say I'm smart. Sure. So, like, I was definitely capable. I just didn't try because I didn't care. Right. Um. Now, were you sharing with, I mean, you had, sure, you had to be, like, thinking and feeling things <coughs> about, like, this This feels fucked up. This feels sad. This feels yeah. what, were you sharing that with friends? Were you talking to your dad? Were no, I talked to nobody. Um, once my guidance counselor found out that I was cutting myself, um, my dad started, like, driving me to therapy once a week. But, like, most of the time, I would sit there for an hour, and we would just 
I would not talk. I wouldn't say one word. Wow. Because I was I was so traumatized that it was like I didn't even know where to begin. I didn't even know what I was feeling. I just knew that things were fucked up. And I mean, I can't imagine you were having very many, if any at all, conversations with people that are like, yes, you're correct. This is fucked up. Yeah. I didn't know that anything in my life that had happened up until that point, I didn't know that none none of that was like abnormal. Right. I just thought like this is just people's existence. I had no idea until I started like when I got sent away and started telling people my life story and like people were like, wait, what? And I was, I had, I had no idea. I just thought like, this is fucking normal. Depression is clearly where one would land if you didn't have any other perspective or so I mean, we landed here, so if yeah. we if it's okay, you yeah. Know, so Utah is like a year. So I was sent away. Um, so I went to a, wild, a wilderness program in okay. Utah. Um, and so basically, we would hike, tons of group therapy, individual therapy, um, and more hiking. Learned how to build a fire with sticks. Um, I could build my own shelter. Um, I did like a three day solo trip. I was completely by myself, had to, um, build, if I wanted to fire that night, I had to figure, you know, I had to make sure to make myself a fire, had to cook all my food. I had nobody. I was by myself for three days, just like in the wilderness. It was actually pretty cool. Yes, but. But also like, what the fuck? Because I was like 15. So was there. I mean, you are self-harming and dad starts looking around for options. Yeah, he used it like, I was going to therapy. It wasn't making any progress. I wasn't, I was cutting myself worse. I was getting progressively. At home? Yeah, I was getting progressively more concerning. Now, is are you hiding the fact that you're doing this or... Are you doing it and then you're telling somebody? No. Okay. I, like, my therapist, at some point, I would just have to show her my arms when I walked in to prove that I, like, was not self-harming. But I could never stop for a long time. Damn. Um. So I remember I had one instance where I, I had a really – I cut myself a lot and – not too long ago, not too long after that, I was sent away. And so d- did he look around and find this place? I think my grandpa helped as well. I was going to yeah. ask, and then the bill was footed by... Grand- grandpa. Right, yeah. right. Grandpa paid for, yeah. And so you're there for how long? I was at the wilderness program for three or four months, okay. and I graduated. Um, I did really well. Um I I know there's, like, a lot of stuff going around, especially now, like, with Paris Hilton. It was in that Utah, those, school like, schools, residential treatment centers, yeah. and they end up being very abusive. Oh. 
Yeah. So oh, I didn't see. I didn't yeah. know that's where you're going yeah. with that. Oh yeah. So, that happened to, to Paris Hilton. Yeah. Mm-hmm. She was in a residential treatment center mm-hmm. as a youth, mm-hmm. and she was like horrifically abused. And was what? What was going on at home for her? To I think she was just like a party animal, and her parents wanted to like chill her out. Okay. Okay. Yeah. Um, so that's you're seeing stories of that happening in facilities like that but that was not my experience now you said tons of group therapy were you at that are you seeing value in it is it helping or is it all just still like fuck i at that point wasn't even really processing or like registering my life yeah how do you have a sense of identity i was like very disassociated um and just like i didn't have a sense of identity i was like especially in high school like my freshman year, I was like constantly just trying to figure out where I belonged. As far as you know, which by the way, uh, most other high schoolers are doing that too. But yeah. they're coming from normalcy yeah. to school every day. Yeah, you I know. was coming from chaos and trying to figure out being a teenager and where I belonged and who I was, and um, so it took me years. To really process, like, what I went through. Um, So it didn't happen during that time when I was in wilderness program. But it was very refreshing to be... To get away from chaos? To get away from chaos. I had, you know, a solid group of girls that I was with that I really loved. Um, It was nice to finally start talking because I was just silenced my whole life. Just, Jesus. Yeah. So it was fi- it was nice to finally start talking. Um and so I graduated there and I went directly from there to a residential treatment center. Also, also in, in Utah. Also in Utah. What what towns are these two places in? I can't remember where the wilderness program was, but the the um residential treatment center was in Hurricane, Utah. Is that it's like right outside? Um, it's like a maybe thirty minutes from Salt Salt Lake. Okay, yeah. okay. So on the eastern part of the or, state. Um, I'm sorry, St. George. Mm, is okay. where I was close to. Um, so and and I think it was just kind of more towards the center. Oh, and and so, whose decision was it for you to go there upon graduation? Um. It. It was sort of always in the treatment plan um, because they wanted, they didn't want to like, they didn't want me to go from the wilderness program where you're away from everything, no outside contact, nothing. And then it would be kind of a culture shock to go right back home. Yeah. Um, So it was always in the plan for me to go to a residential treatment center. It just happened that my dad got arrested while I was in the wilderness program. Okay. So just kind of so three to four. Oh, so if the wilderness thing was three to four months, and and that happened while you were, then it really was two things happening at the same time, as you mentioned. Yeah. So, uh, do you find that out and then go to the residential, or do you go to? Yeah. So I they like pulled me aside at the wilderness thing, wilderness program, and like my my therapist was there. and they had me read like a letter that basically from my dad explaining that like he was arrested and that he wasn't getting out anytime soon. Really? Yeah. And it was like sent from jail? Yeah. 
And that's how I found out. Wow. I mean, it, 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 no, I didn't have a ton of correspondence over his time, but it all, things always felt slow. And maybe that's because the correspondence was very inconsistent, but it seems like for him to hammer that out, get it in the mail, get it to you. Yeah. It it seems quicker than the experience that I had. Mm Mm-hmm. And I'm not sure, like, and it was so, I mean, so much was happening that, like, I'm not sure how far into my stay that he get, got arrested. Oh, okay, okay. So it, it could have been, it ended up being a slow sure. process. It just, yeah. How the fuck, I mean, it, so you have this refreshing experience, yeah. and there, oh, there's still chaos at home. Yeah. Um, I mean, on one sen- in one sense, again, in... in, in retrospect i almost wonder if there wasn't like a sense of relief i mean that he was that you're um yeah and and i don't mean to say that it was horrible when you were there with him only because you were with him yeah like i imagine he had uh some parenting skills that weren't super honed he had and, no parenting skills. Okay, there's okay. Yeah, um, meaning it, meaning yeah. like you're dealing with this, drum, you know, crazy relocation, and then the mom, the message from the ex stepdad mm-hmm. on top of that. Yeah. Uh. So, and then here you are with, I don't, I don't know. Yeah, and he was he was not a peach to live with. I mean, he was okay. He was pretty verbally abusive. Like he would never, he never put his hands on sure. me or anything like that. But he was, I mean, it was constant yelling at me, just beating me down. Jeez. It was awful. Like I remember I got straight A's my fr- first semester of freshman year. And I, I got a B in gym. <laughs> this man spent an hour yelling at me about how fucked up it is that I can't manage to get an A in gym and I'm just lazy and I don't apply myself and I'm like but I got an A in math right and I fucking suck at math (laughs) so what if I didn't run the mile you know so it was just and he was neglectful you know so it was there were times where I was just we didn't have much of anything to eat in the house for days at a time and He's off doing God knows what, God knows where. Um, He started running with crowds that he shouldn't have, and it put me in situations that I shouldn't have been in. You recognize that as as a 13, 14, 15-year-old? No. Oh. No, I did not. I just thought... But you, looking know. back, you're, you're like, he shouldn't have been hanging out with those people, yeah. that, that kind of thing? Mm-hmm. What did they look like? Like, just... Well, he had a studio on his land in New Mexico. Uh huh. So he would produce music. Yes. And he was like, I'm going to produce this album. His name was like Daniel G. Or uh, I have a copy of that CD. Do you? I got it. We got to listen to it. Um, yes. Yeah, I mean, so it's not like, amazing. Like, I don't. It, no, but I. And you can tell that, uh, that kid looks like trouble on the cover. He ended up like he ended up breaking into my house and like robbing my dad um, oh. while I was home, and oh. I had no fucking idea it was happening because I happened to be in my room blasting music, so I didn't hear that anybody was in my house stealing. And they stole like 
they stole my grandma's jewelry, which wow really upsets me to this day. Um, stole like money, drugs, a gun. Your dad had a gun. Wow. He was just, I he, I think he was just really running in crowds that he shouldn't have been. Interesting. Okay. Yeah. Okay. So you read this letter. What the fuck does your brain, what happens? I just disassociated. All right back to the. Just, I did not allow myself to process anything and just kept it moving. And so I went to the residential treatment center and I tried at first. I tried to get through because there was like four or five, maybe six levels that you had to, you start at the lowest levels, level, it was called safety. Like you were treated like you're about to kill yourself. So there you got a staff with you at all times. You sleep in a special bedroom. Um, and then from there you go one, two, three, four, five. And I tried, I, you know, I got up to level four and I was doing really well. And I just, it felt like there was no end in sight. Like I just wanted to be away from the environment that I was in. Residential treatment center, it, it was so much different. It was 30 women living together. We women? All, I mean, girls my oh, age, I guess. Okay. But they didn't have but they're all, above 18 mixed. Um, 18 was the... Okay, right. Yeah, oldest. Um, so I'm like living with 30 other girls who have crazy past just like i do and they're going through shit just like i am it was chaos i'm sure yeah like on my 16th birthday someone tried to kill themselves i mean it was always something like i just i was such a nervous wreck that i plucked with my fingers all my eyebrows out what because i was so i just needed like release i needed some kind of release you obviously don't have access to things to self-harm with there so i just did the next best thing i could and just start tearing my hair out and that got you uh, off of the (sighs) level program um no it just made me stop giving a shit so i just really like i made some good friends in there one of the girls i'm still really close with really today oh nice yeah and we just wreaked havoc to be honest we like just for the staff for, for the staff we just our goal was just to make the other girls that we were living with laugh and we didn't really care if that got us in trouble um one of the biggest like pastimes that we did there was crocheting so one day we crocheted a thong and a bra and we like put it on over our clothes <laughs> we got in so much trouble for that um, we stole bread, like stole bread from the kitchen. Like we just, have you ever seen the movie, um, Superstar with Molly Shannon and Will Ferrell? No. What? But I did work in, when I graduated, yeah. I worked in a residential treatment center for like two years. Did you really? I did. And in, in Durango, um, I was part time until I, gra- and then I had full time. Um, and it was like, uh, new kids come in, they're in, they're in jumpsuits, yeah. orange one piece because they're run risks yeah. and then level one, two and three. And it was a very, uh, if you get a little bit of sass or what you, you want to check it and check that behavior and then they could check it and that they're, they're right back on. Yeah. And if they don't, 
then it derails you from, and yeah. each level has more privilege and more freedom and so on and so forth. Yeah. And uh, there were vans. We had a, we had a full size white and then a, and an, Ast- and an Astro van. Yeah, um, I remember riding around town in that one of those. Yeah, and you know, uh, it was a trip, man. Like those, every one of those kids was go, and then just here, you know. Ours was a little bit more lax than that, um, which is why I got away with so much. You know, school was like pretty much non-existent. Mm. There were teachers that would show up, and we would do classes, but really, it was just like us fucking around right so, and like, so wilderness is three to four months and then how long is this thing about a year about a year and then tennis- they, they i didn't end up graduating they finally pulled me out because i just Who? wasn't giving um uh, my grandpa okay like, he was just like i'm not paying for this anymore she's not even trying and he knew that he could yeah is somebody t- communicating to him oh yeah because like our therapist like we each had like an individual therapist we would do group therapy there was like parents weekend where our parents would come out i was once i got to a certain level i was able to do home visits where i would like go to nashville to see nancy because that's where i was going to be living when i left they, that was decided ahead of time yeah okay so um yeah so i yeah so they he finally pulled me out and I went straight from there to living in Nashville with my Aunt Nancy. And how old are her girls at that time? Oh, gosh. Um, young. I want to say her oldest was maybe in like third or fourth grade. Oh, so you're the oldest. Yeah. And things were fine until they weren't there, right? Yeah. Yeah. It was just, she, I mean, her kids were young. Yeah. So she had never dealt with. A teenager before you know she didn't know much of my past and all the things that i had been through um so she didn't know what the hell to do with me yeah and i didn't want to follow rules and i didn't want to go to school and i didn't want to try in school um and i just kind of want to do whatever i wanted to do um so it didn't end up working out very well we fought a lot and um we just truly ended up like resenting each other. And um, then I got in trouble. Mm. Um, I shoplifted. Yeah, yes. I sho- fucking shoplifted. But in my defense, I shoplifted from like a department store and fuck corporations. <laughs> I would never steal from a small business. Right, right. You know? They have plenty of money. Yeah. They're not missing that shirt I stole. Right. Um, yeah. So that was like the straw. They were like, you have to go. And um, so I ended up moving back to St. Louis. And I moved mom's in. With mom's parents, right? With my mom's parents. Yeah. And they were like, yeah, that's fine. Yeah, that's we'll fine. We'll take her. We'll take her. And that worked out great because they were like, at this point, I was pretty much 18. And once I turned 18, there was not really, in my mind, you couldn't tell me shit. Like, I'm an adult now. Like, right. fuck all y'all. And they didn't really give me, like, too many rules. They tried giving me a curfew, but I just figured out how to sneak in. So, like, it wasn't. And they didn't really enforce anything. But, like, they were my grandparents. They were done raising kids. Right. I mean, at this right. point, they have grandchildren. Like, they're not. They 
never signed up to raise another child. So they were just like, yeah, you can sleep here. Just don't, you know, get in trouble. Don't do anything too crazy, right. basically. And then at some point do they, were they like, okay, you need to... Yeah, once I... So I, I moved in there and with them, I was 17, almost 18. And then I moved out when I was 21. Oh, so you were there for a minute. Mm-hmm. Okay. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Wow. So you like got your... Finished high school there. Finished high school. Got a job. Um, I didn't. Yeah, I got a job. Um, started working. Um, I didn't go to college right away. I think I took about a year off. Okay. Just about a year, maybe, possibly two, but I I think it was just a year. Um, I started going back to school for education. I wanted to be a special education teacher. Um, and then I just I really didn't enjoy it. Mm. Didn't enjoy the classroom setting. Didn't enjoy really anything so if you're about it if you're with your mom's folks for four years uh did you ever just point blank them and be like what the fuck is this australia shit (laughs) you you know what i mean yeah we definitely had conversations but like they were kind of like my mom's got her own history of trauma that um, on their watch um to a certain extent but mostly from like so my mom her biological mom passed away when she was around eight okay um her so my mom's biological mom her name's mary when she passed away her sister who is liz my grandma their sisters um she adopted like my mom and her brother so I guess, like, technically, my grandma, Liz, is, like, my great aunt. I just call her grandma because, you know, your she Your great aunt me. or your aunt? Great aunt. Right? Um, so mom's sister adopts. No, okay. So my mom's. Your mom's. Biological mom dies. Uh-huh. Her sister Takes in my mom. And her, older, her older sister. Her older sister. Takes in her sibling, her own siblings. Yeah. And cares for them. Mm-hmm. Okay. Yeah. So that would be your right. That's your great aunt. Um, but that's that's not who you moved in with, is it? Yeah. Oh, Liz, okay. Yeah. Okay. Mm-hmm. So she's got <clears throat> her biological dad was an alcoholic. He was abusive. Um. He wasn't a good guy, and he. So your mom's bio parents are out of the mix early. Mm -hmm. Because my mom's mom died, and then her dad just basically took off and wasn't around. Jeez. So she's got her own. You're fucking doomed from for generations. (laughs) I mean. Yeah. Fuck. Yeah. Now I mean, go ahead. So she's got her own shit, and um. Where were we? Uh, just, I just, I, I, you, you're 21. Oh, yeah. You move, you're, you, you get your, you finish high school, you yeah. get a job, things were okay mm-hmm. with them. And I mean, I, I think the circle back point was, you know, you are listening to music at a super young age. Yeah. Radio, get yeah. the CD player, and then, it it's it's back in your life at another at what point I can't re- remember, but I imagine it's back again 
now as you're 21 and oh yeah you know and like as soon as i got like a good job i mean good is in like making enough money to like put gas in my car and right. pay my car insurance um i was like buying tickets i could i wanted to go to concerts like i just wanted to do anything like that that i could um first concert i went to was blue october I know that name, but I, I don't know. I'm have... sure you would know some of their music. Okay. So how old are you? Um, and who do you go with? I just went with a friend. Okay. I also liked the band. I don't even think I was 21 yet. I think I was maybe like 19 or so. But you're living with grandparents. Mm-hmm. And what venue is this show at? The Pageant. Oh. And The Loop. I love The Pageant. Such a fun venue. Nice. Yeah. Um, And then I would just like, I'm, I'm the kind of person like, I will go to any concert. I don't care. Dave, <laughs> Dave Matthews, I try to see him every time he comes to St. Louis. Okay. He puts on such a good yes, show. Yes, he does. Um, so just like anything that I could get tickets to, I would just go. Have you seen... Um, I'm trying to... So it's Jimmy Fallon, and he's got this game mm-hmm. on his show where he like spins something, and it lands on like a traditional song like row 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 your boat uh-huh but then the, another thing spins and it lands on an artist yeah and he he, <laughs> he get and it's uh it's it's uh key, key and peel dude uh, is the guest on the couch yeah. and it's and it's jimmy's turn and he it lands on something like rover but it's dave matthews <laughs> he's trying to do all the like well um I gotta say, uh, Dave put out an album this past summer. No shit. Yeah, and I, I was I, know that. I was pretty disappointed really? with it um, for two reasons. One, because the album that he put out before that in 2018 mm-hmm. called "Come Tomorrow" mm-hmm. is maybe the best album he ever put out. No shit. It's so fucking good. You talk about no skip. I mean, yeah. it is, and it's. Like he, it's not all just you know like Crash is great, but there's it's got a feel to it and yeah. it, it de- deviates a little bit here and there, but it always kind of comes back to the core of what Crash is. Yeah, come tomorrow he's hitting all kinds of different directions and it's all working, and it's so so when this one came yeah. out this summer I was like ah oh, yeah I, and and then I like threw it on for a mo, and it was like. He, you know, every Dave record has parts of it where he's like, I really like women and vaginas. And it's like, we got it, Dave, back from the, we know. And this record, it's like he woke up the ghosts of all of those from all the records yeah. and made a record. Like every song, I'm like, ugh, dude, are you, it, f- it literally feels like something's dripping. And I'm just, you know what I'm saying? Yeah. It's like, cool it dave you know like i'm not trying to hate on the player like you go get do you but also you're better than this and that's now all i say all that on one listen because i haven't gone back yeah so it might be better you might feel differently i I might but i was like oh cringe (laughs) not a good first impression (laughs) (laughs) but all in all i mean uh the there's a lot of Dave's library that I love and, mm-hmm. and, and the video for uh, every day 
is still one of my all-time favorite things on the planet. You know this video, right? I don't. Judah Friedlander. Um, he's a very uh, distinct kind of human. Like mm -hmm. he is not small, uh, and uh, he's he's done some stand. He's got some stand up out there, but I don't know. He's in the entertainment okay. realm, um, so he's kind of uh, a, a largish, uh, funny, shapen dude uh, with long, dark, curly hair and big fucking lamb chops. And, and a trucker's hat and ginormous glasses. Nice. He just looks like the, that's the poster child of Goofy. Um, but this video, do you know this? You know the song Every Day, right? Dave Matthews? Yeah. Every day? No. Yes. All I'm... I want to. Oh, yeah. Okay. All yeah. I... yeah. Every okay. day. Yeah. So the of video course. starts yeah. and it's Judah Friedlander waking up in his bed. And I think to get dressed, he just puts his hat and glasses on. He's just in his clothes, all right? And he goes out into the world, and his whole entire day is trying to talk people into hugging him. And, like, uh, some people are like, oh, and they yeah. keep going. Some people are, some people get mad. Yeah. And then he's, he, like, talks somebody into it, and then another person. And then, then you start seeing him, like, He's appearing in places and people are like, oh, it's the hug guy. Yeah. And at one time, at one point, he walks onto the set of Dave and the band recording the song and hugs all the members. That's and then the video ends and he's getting back in bed. That's kind of cool. And it's like. It's poetic. It's, uh, you know, if yeah. if only that person actually existed in the world. Yeah. We might be doing better than we are. But yeah. <laughs> um, great song. Great video. Yeah. Love the message. Um, Lover, 2019. Yep. Um, I don't think that I got anything directly from you, but I sort of assumed that this isn't necessarily one of your favorites. Am I off on that? Um, I mean, you called it, you called it amazing one it, time. It is an amazing okay. album. Like I can definitely. <coughs> appreciate it and um but it's i don't know if i would put it in my top five damn yeah okay um i've already talked about why it's a favorite of mine you need to calm down i, I yeah i that song is amazing because it was the first time that taylor really like said something about like social issues sure yeah she really like, shade never made anybody less gay mm -hmm. She fucking kills it in that song, um, yeah, spitting does. bars, and it's like norm. My historically music snob self mm -hmm. would not appreciate the use of synthetic instrumentation, mm -hmm. but you know the drums sound. Yeah, oh, I don't give a shit if all of it is because <laughs> it fucking slaps. It's a good song. I mean, I've heard it probably a hundred times, yeah. and I still am like. That's good, Sharon. Right yeah. Down. You know what I mean? Yeah. Um, I don't know. I think it's the, what do you call it? Um, when you shift up a pitch in, in the, the, the uh, 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 part of Cornelia Street. Mm -hmm. I think maybe that's the hook that really, I love that song. Yeah. And I've loved Cornelia it since. Cornelia Street the, is 
that's a banger. I mean, uh, I, I feel like that's an underrated banger on the, for on sure, the album. For sure. And I, I can't even, t- I don't know the lyrics well enough to say, here's what that's about. Yeah. But you don't, you can just feel it. Yeah. And also the refrain, I'll never walk Cornelius Street again. It's like, uh, uh, the similar kind of thing in driver license, yeah. right? Mm-hmm. Uh, we had always talked about the mm-hmm. day and then, you know, yeah. never again. Yeah. Um, I love that record. I love, you know, I think that um, the level, like just, you know, dude to woman, mm-hmm. like she's a fascinating looking person. Oh, yeah. Um, she's beautiful and gorgeous in ways that, you know, if you open, if you hit the magnifying glass in my Instagram, like uh, ignore the top two rows. Um, but that's, it knows that I like that. And so that it's that it's out. People are making that, Mm -hmm. you know, looking that way, so on and so forth. She's not that. Mm -mm. Um, but she is her own again from my perspective like unique flavor of beautiful oh yeah um i've never been a bangs guy so i don't like always sign off on like what you, why why yeah the whole 98.9 was banging and then yeah you, and then you added the bangs yeah i love bangs i think she looks great well bangs. um point being um I, I just there's a there's a vibe to this album. I love the the album artwork. I yeah. love I love the the image of her mm-hmm. on that one. Um, I don't know. It's just and again, it's like uh, the first one that comes out when I'm aware. Yeah, you know, it's making me think, made me feel like I wasn't perpetually playing catch up. Yeah, um, I think one of the more unique things about this album is that it's a almost exclusively about being in love rather than breakup songs. So it's a totally different vibe. It's just totally different from start to finish. Um, And then like, do you like soon you'll get better? That tears me to my core every time. Um, I'd have to put it on to know which one we're talking about. It's basically about her mom has struggled with cancer and that song is about her and she's like even interviewed like i don't expect to like hear that song publicly a lot like it's a special song i don't expect me to you know Hmm. sing it i'm sure she has performed it i think once oh wow okay which is one more than i ever thought she would but it's a good (laughs) it's a really good good um well uh love that record and and, you know it's in 2019, Reputation's in 2017, and I mentioned mm-hmm. that I thought that Reputation was one of two like favorites of yours. And I think mm-hmm. uh, Folklore in 2020, I mm-hmm. think, is one of the other ones. Is that? Um, yeah. I'm more of an Evermore girl. Oh, wow. Yeah. Okay. But Folklore blew my mind. Um, six, uh, crazy. She puts out both in the same year, like within yeah. six oh, months yeah. of each other. Uh, 16 tracks, 63 minutes. Um, my... And this is when she deviates from her two-year plan, like 
pretty much entirely. Okay. Yeah. Um, when all the Kelsey stuff started making the rounds, a couple of high school friends, uh, one's in LA and one's in Halifax, said this was like the time that it when pandemic was happening and it mm-hmm. comes out and they all with their kids and mm-hmm. wives like enjoyed it together yeah. and so it it has anyway yeah. special place for them what about for you um i mean the same mm. because i was you're already I, tuned in when lover comes out like you're a yeah. fan when lover comes oh, out I'm a fan when lover comes out i'm when this i rem- we were I remember finding out about this album on Instagram and like that it's gonna come out or that it's it, out. That it, it's fucking out. Like, cause she didn't. Were you pissed? Nor, no, I was. You like, didn't tell me. <laughs> I was so excited, um, and I remember my friend and I we sat on my couch and we listened to it and cried the entire time. Like on a home stereo situation. Um, no, we li- I think. I just think we just used my Alexa and we just streamed it. Okay. And we just listened to this entire album and just sobbed. First listen? Yeah. Really? Yeah. Now, are you like reading lyrics oh, yeah. on your phone? Mm-hmm. Well, okay. Oh, yeah. Okay. All right. Yeah. That tracks then. Um, what is it? Why sadness for both She's of you? She's got a lot of sad songs on here okay exile br- i mean so my tears ricochet oh, you have talked about that one yes yeah and like she's notorious her track fives are normally very um personal that's where delicate hits mm-hmm. track five yeah what's track five on lover what is track five on lover the archer which doesn't surprise me because huh. that one hits too um and what's also cool is that this is when she starts like storytelling about like things other than like her own life. I think I did. Yeah. Read something about that. Yeah. Um, the last great American dynasty, the house that she's singing about, she really owns. And um, the story that she's telling is true. And like you can Google it. Sure. What is yeah. what is what is it about? I can't about? remember exactly, oh, okay. but like she, um, this house, like um, she bought it. Um, the woman who owned it before was kind of crazy. She oh my died. God. You, her... have a, you have a freaking. Do I have a nug? No, you have a reputation necklace. Fucking quadruple, quadruple rep. I love it. I'm sorry, I cut you off. <laughs> um. So the Great American Dynasty is basically about this house that she. The, the history of the house before she owned it. Oh, cool. And so that one was really cool. Um, what, what was the other one I was going to bring up? Um, is it on here? Or is it Epiphany? Mm. Epiphany is about, like, that was cool because it was, she was telling the story about her, um, I think the first verse is about her grandfather and how he was really, like, in the war. And then the second verse, she's talking about COVID. So it's relatable. Huh. Wow. Betty Betty is a whole story that connects with Cardigan. Mmm. Dude. That. And. I feel like a cardigan underneath somebody's bag on the floor. Yeah. So it's. Fuck. Cardigan. I've seen that cardigan. 
more, multiple I times. I have that I think it's it's August cardigan and Betty are all connected in that they're a story being sung from the perspective of a different person. Whoa. So basically it's about a a high school romance and he cheats on her. Mm. And so with like her friend or something. And so like, if you're a hardcore Swifty, like you're immediately making these parallels when you're going through this album and you're figuring out like, cause she's telling, she's telling a story. Yeah. And so she does that on purpose so we can figure it out. So you have um, like all of this knowledge and familiarity with this record. You have the experience of crying through your first listen with a friend, yet Evermore takes a bigger piece of your heart than Folklore. I think so. Which is what, uh, like we said, six months later, 15 tracks, 60 minutes. Yeah. Um I f- here's I I feel like now so now that I'm kind of tuned in mm-hmm. there there was a lot of hype about the release of this for a few months and then it came out and I feel like it just do you feel like it didn't get like enough I don't know I, but what about for you for me it was like iconic okay like that she dropped two albums so close together and then they were just absolute masterpieces. You, yeah, I remember, I'm pretty sure you called this one a masterpiece. Yeah. Um, what sets it? I mean, so, but in, in folklore, she's done I this. Like, I feel like folklore is where it was the first album that she was, it was totally different from anything that she's okay. ever done. And I feel like, and it was amazing. Um, and then I feel like Evermore is just, up a notch it's like okay this was like i'm putting this out i'm getting you guys all used to this and then i'm gonna nail you with evermore and you're just gonna cry you're just gonna sob so like folklore was maybe a stepping stone to like i gotta get this out to my folklore walked so evermore could run well said well said yeah um she does more story time telling Nobody, um, nobody, no crime. Yes. I mean, come on. The storyline in that is just, that's just fun to listen to. Um, you know, strangely, um, the, the imagery of the album artwork, the picture of her on this one mm-hmm. is almost more appealing than Lover because it's like, um, to me, this says, uh, I'm totally content and confident in who I am and I don't have to be anything special to feel good about myself or proud mm-hmm. or, and just, you know, not just a yeah. regular old braid and I got a, a warm jacket on and mm-hmm. I'm in the woods. And I mean, that's, it's beautiful to me. It, I agree. And it's like, yeah. you know, just a sh- shot there. I don't know. Yeah. Um, so she's got some uh good um features um artists that dude. she features bony bear bonnie bear yes you know what i wanted to do on both albums at that what i and i wish i would have had it i would i wish i would have allowed myself the time to, to get in and do this but mm-hmm. you know as you make your way through like 
featuring is sprouting more and more and more by the time we're to this i'm like it's easily double digits the artists that she's had featured on her tracks Mm -hmm. across all of her records and that's just um you know vocalists we're not talking about producers Mm -hmm. and anybody else that's come to the mix so yeah um i like that she has relatively consistently been open to you know you could see somebody with this level of stardom nope all the tracks have got to be just me and my voice and my but nope she's yeah which is no not at all um and she's the kind of person that if if someone's helping her write a song and that person contributes say one line she's still going to give that person credit nice yeah always yeah that's cool. Yeah. Um, so this is uh, this is definitely in your top five. Yeah. Would you say top three? I don't know. Jerry's still out. Okay. Not sure. Um, so I can tell you my number two. Which is? We haven't talked about it yet. Okay. Um, so I don't have printouts for anything moving forward. Mm-hmm. But from here we go to... Midnights, Midnight's. 2022, which you can grab right over there if you want. Um, and talk about, there was a lot of hype for this. Yeah. I mean, it was like, you know, big, big noise. Like, mm-hmm. I probably. She hadn't promoted, she didn't promote folklore or evermore. She just simply dropped them on us. Oh. So she was promoting midnights okay so we knew we were getting it okay yeah um 2022 13 tracks 44 minutes um like i said big hype it now it's 13 months old Mm -hmm. so in my opinion long enough to warrant having a solid opinion yeah what's yours this is like truly an elite album okay i i can't think of one song that i would skip through sure which is like that's how i feel about reputation like i might on all the other albums there's probably a couple of songs i'll probably just you know skip not this not this album okay no i i love it well keep going i think she's she's definitely more influenced this album i think by jack antonoff which is one of her longtime producers. Okay. He's also the lead singer of Bleachers. Mm. Um, he's they're definitely one of my favorite bands ever. Um, I got to see them a couple of years ago. Nice. Oh, Where? So good. Um, the Factory. It's a relatively um, newer venue. It's basically um, just like the pageant. Like even oh. the setup is the same. Um, it's just nicer, a little bit bigger, and it's in Chesterfield. Okay. Okay. So, yeah. So I saw them there, and um, we held up a sign that said, "Who the fuck is Jack Antonoff?" He saw it. It was awesome. Nice. Yeah. It was. Cool. It was just a good experience. I loved it. Um, so I think that, like his vibe is very specific. Mm. Like you can, at least I can, like pick out like okay, I can tell this is Jack Antonoff produced. And that's the vibe that I get throughout this entire album. Okay. Um, so to me, it's like the best of both worlds, like my favorite band and Taylor Swift. Yeah. 
I've had a weird experience with it in that when it came out, I listened to it mm-hmm. and uh, made it all the way through and nothing really grabbed me. Um, but you know, I'm, I'm driving, I'm yeah. not, I'm not down here with yeah. headphones on, you know, intentionally listening. Mm-hmm. I didn't dislike it. Yeah. Um, but I, and I just, for whatever reason I pivoted and I, I didn't dive back into that second listen mm-hmm. right away. And, um, my kids were like a, a couple days or maybe a week went by before the opportunity arose where we're driving and my daughter asked if I had listened yet because I think they went to their moms and it came out yeah life just got in the way and and I was like oh yeah I did did you and she was like yeah and I was like that was unenthusiastic she's like yeah I don't I just don't know and I was like huh but I mean she's 12 um it's not as like poppy right it doesn't have that poppy vibe so again not intentionally, but mm-hmm. so, uh, oh, that's uh, what that means something mm-hmm. that we sort of had a similar. Uh, and then a handful of weeks went by, maybe a couple months. And I was like, hey, I, sh- I got to get back in there. Yeah. And I was like, oh, shit, this is good. Yeah. And then I didn't listen again for a handful of weeks. And by the time I, I was like, I've, I know shit on this album that I shouldn't know with only two full lists. Like, yeah. it was weird. Yeah. It was like, uh, opinionless, oh, I like this. And this somehow <laughs> somehow it's been, I don't know. Yeah. Um, but it, it's good. To, I'm, so I'm, I'm still not qualified to have a fortified opinion. Like, mm-hmm. I, I still owe it one or two more. Yeah. Um, but it feels... Like when you're listening to it, or when you hold that, and it all of it feels valuable. Like yeah. it's 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 weird. Like I'm not exactly sure what that is or why that is. Mm-hmm. Um, and then there's the whole. Uh, I have another copy of that in the other room, with a mm-hmm. different back. Because uh-huh. I guess if you she, bought, yeah, she dropped. I mean, how many dropped. was it? Twelve. I'm not sure. If you get them all and put them together, it makes a clock, right? Yeah. That's, mm-hmm. I, I can tell that by looking at two of them. Yeah. Um, what, did, have you read anything or seen anything about why, why she did that? I haven't. Mm-hmm. I mean, the, the, the musical content is the same on all of the, it's just different album artwork, right? Yeah. And I believe like the actual album itself might be a different color. The piece of vinyl or, mm-hmm. okay. Okay. Mm-hmm. Interesting. Um, so how, how many listens would you say you've given? Dozen? If not more. More. Um, and, and you haven't necessarily given it, uh, unfair treatment over other albums of hers. I mean, you've Um, listened to the rest of her stuff enough to have a grounded, solid opinion. Yeah. And so you're saying, what did you call it? An elite. 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 Yeah. If that's true, I mean, what? Where does she go from here? Right. And I'm I'm actually asking you, like, how do you out-elite yourself? That's, I mean, I don't know. Okay. She'll do it. (laughs) I have absolute faith. (laughs) Um, So, Taylor's versions. We talked a little bit about the why. Yeah. Um, 
and we talked about Fearless and Red in 21 and then Speak Now in 1989 uh, this year. Mm-hmm. Um, she's not going to do them all, though, right? Because she her initial label relationship ended at some point, and then she was... Lover was her first album that she... So owned. will she do all the ones prior to Lover? Yeah. Okay. So she's got two more that she needs to release, Reputation and her debut. And is it... Is she for sure going to do those? Oh, yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. We she, don't know timeline, though? We don't know timeline. Okay. Um, we know that she's messing with us right now. Um, Say more. She definitely hides Easter eggs in like her performances, her music videos, tweets, public appearances. She tweets? Occasionally, yeah. Okay. And do you think it's a person or you think it's her um i'm not sure okay i know she like she's more into like tumblr i thought that she'll interact with her fans quit existing um as far as i know it's still around Mm. i'm not on it um but she like interacts with her fans on there interesting um and uh what were we saying oh is that she was messing with us easter eggs she's messing with us we all really want reputation and she's been dropping little hints here and there that and people like people go crazy i mean they will take one thing and they will make a math equation and then they will say okay this is the date that this album i mean is you've drop. done it to me twice <laughs> if you google taylor allison swift uh you'll i don't even remember what the topic was but i was like what is and then the other day yeah, with the picture the of Empire the Empire state building and it what it had a black Heart? A black heart, and it said, um, "There will be, um, there will be no hesitation. What is the no exception, there no hesitation." No, let me look it up. Um, but you're sitting there saying that people go crazy. The Swifties. Well, I know, yeah. but it's when you say it, mm-hmm. when you're saying these things, it sounds like you're pointing it but it but it includes you i think to an extent right 100% i mean cuz i'm on taylor swift facebook pages subreddits how many times a day do you think that you think about her a lot <laughs> that's a perfect answer because i'll be like if i'm bored I'll sing a Taylor Swift song in my head. Or like if I'm sitting at work and we're doing a root canal and I'm bored, I'm like, wouldn't it be so cool if like Taylor Swift walked into my office right now and she needed a root canal? And I just like go through the scenario of like what it would be like treating a superstar. Um, Again, the, the dude that was on the last episode had a funny situation where um, an artist that he really, really, really loves and admire like he drove to you know Mm -hmm. all the way to new york one time to and and caught him at the bar and was like hey and the guy he was like thanks and that was he turned around and went home you know and then he there was a festival being put on uh locally and the a person he was like hey you know that artist uh we need somebody to go get him from the airport and bring him to the festival and then when it's over, give him right. Do you want to do it? And he's like, fuck yeah. Yeah, I want it. And so I was talking to him about, um, you know, there's a, there's, there's on one, on one hand, uh, like artists, I don't think ever get tired of hearing 
appreciation, like genuine, mm-hmm. hey, your whole career has meant the world to me, or yeah. I really loved 1989, or yeah. I really love whatever. Uh, you know, as long as it's you, you deliver the admiration and then you keep going keep with your life, mm-hmm. then they can keep. Like, I think it genuinely feels good. Yeah. Um, the other side of that coin is like, if I were to, you know, need to give Taylor Swift a ride to the airport or whatever, like, there's part of the artist, I think, that wants to have normal conversation, mm-hmm. human to human, and yeah. not, like, I don't think that I would be able to not fanboy out. And, and so, like, I melt. I would melt. I don't know what I would do. I would just melt. I was going to give Taylor Swift a root canal, and then I melted and on, then into I a puddle on the floor. <laughs> <laughs> um, Can we take a patty break? Yeah, yeah, let's do it. All right. So, um, reputation and self-titled debut mm-hmm. still have yet to be dropped in Taylor's version. And uh, there's tweaks to musical pieces there's tweaks to lyrics occasionally and then songs that you didn't get on the first yeah so it's i mean almost like it's a new album yeah right um and she's toying with us easter eggs did you find the empire state building thing oh yeah um and then well and on top of that she'll like have her mom and her publicist like where like a couple shows they had she had them wearing all black with like black manicures and like it was just like we were all like mm, you're up to something like cause she'll do that and then sometimes we're right now when you this we are there are you including people you know in real life and then people on the internet as well i think mostly just people on the internet, people on the internet. that's fair i do have a friend that is like a super swifty and um she enjoys like finding the easter eggs and so, so we'll send each other stuff nice. yeah um okay so we talked about taylor's version stuff we talked about relationships we talked a little bit about the spotlight and paparazzi and even established media mm-hmm. um and you know just you think did you say you think she likes it i mean having to live the way that she lives i don't know if she necessarily enjoys that part but i I do think she enjoys doing what she loves so much that she's willing to like deal with it. Okay. Okay. Interesting. Um, so how long would you guess? So we'll get, um, reputation and Mm self-titled and, and probably, you know, she keeps putting out new stuff. Mm -hmm. How long do you think she puts out new content? I don't know. What'd she say? She's 34. She's 34. Now let's. Hopefully she has another good 10. Damn. In her. I mean, she, of course she could. Um, Now let's say that you're spot on with that. Mm -hmm. And so you get the other two TVs and then 10 more. And she decides that's it right there. That's perfect. I'm going to be done. Um, what else would you envision her doing? I mean, she got that creative thing. Yeah. And, then, and that's and then, never going to go away. And the talent, yeah. you know, so other endeavors, I would imagine. Yeah, I can see her, like, writing for other artists. Okay, okay. She'll do that occasionally. Um, uh, I don't know. Like, 
in a perfect world, I think she would get married and like settle down and have okay. a family Interesting. and like be okay with that. Um, but I just, I think she's just too into her career right now. Sure. Which is well, yeah. Totally fine. Yeah. I'm like, I love it. <laughs> super young. Yeah. I mean, she does not have to, I mean, she doesn't have to get married or have children. Right. Right. But I don't even know if she wants right. to have children, yeah. you know? So, yeah. Um, so at some point, um, in our correspondence, you did throw out a few other non-Taylor records. Yeah. You mentioned one of them already, uh, which was, uh, was it Bleachers? Bleachers, Str- yeah. Strange Desire. Strange Desire. 2014. Mm-hmm. How did you discover that one? Um, I was listening to, maybe it was Spotify. Um, and I think I just had like a random playlist on the things that similar i think to taylor swift okay and because um she he frequently produces for her Mm. one of the his songs came up from that album okay and it was i was like this is a really good song (laughs) (laughs) like (laughs) i like this in my ears um and so I would like I went back and I would just listen to that one song and then mm. I was like wait what am I doing like let me listen to this whole album and it was it was like really good and so I started listening to all those other albums and it was just fell into down the rabbit hole nice. pictures yeah so if that one's out in 2014 when do you think it crossed paths with you honestly probably only four years ago okay okay. Yeah. Right on. Uh, also on the list uh, was Ceremonials by Florence and the Machine from 2011. Yeah. I know, I don't know either of these two artists. I know oh, okay. your final one, but yeah. so tell me about these cats and your discovery of that record. Florence and the Machine. How did I discover her? I'm actually not sure, but I was obsessed with her. Um, I think I found her when I was like maybe. Twenty. Okay. And um, right back in that Liz. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Era. And I think I found. I think I might have found her through Pandora. Okay. Um, and fell in love with her ceremonials album, and I actually ended up getting a tattoo from one of my favorite songs that she sings. It's called um, "Shake It Out." Okay. It's on that album, and. I actually met her as well. Really? Mm-hmm. Where? She performed at the Peabody. Okay. Yeah. And um, we got there really early. We found her tour bus and we just stood outside it. Like <laughs> a few other people. <laughs> and I was... Nothing was... You know, she wasn't coming out. And so I... I start. I turned around and I started walking back towards the car, and I passed her. Double and take. I didn't realize that I was looking at her. Yeah. Because she she's got a very strong, she's got the a beautiful, strong, amazing voice, but she's tiny. Oh. So I just wasn't expecting that. So I just walked right past her, and I turned around, and my boyfriend at the time was like, "That's her," and I was like. So I like turn around, I run back over to where the, all the other people are, and she um, she took pictures with us. She didn't sign anything, which I was kind of ups- like kind of bummed I, about. My, but my son is constantly he goes to KU basketball camp, and get, yeah. t- there's a 
day where you can go have and he wants to let everything he gets tons of shit signed mostly by people like that aren't you like know famous? they're not like on the team i mean yeah. they're on a j whatever uh and he i'm like i don't know how to tell you this but i personally don't have a way to assign value to signed merch yeah. like if i had i don't know let's say that was autographed by taylor that mm-hmm. copy of midnights um i would think it was cool and i would show it off and tell mm-hmm. people about it but i'm i'm not going to like begin collecting autographed things yeah does that I would, yeah and i'm i don't know I don't I know I've, that I would, even if I put it on eBay and somebody was like, I'll give you $5,000 for that, I then I don't have it. Yeah. I don't know. I yeah. don't know. I wanted her autograph because I wanted it tattooed on me. Ah, and you could, there, yeah. this, give this, me this. Exactly. Right? I got a picture with her and that was fine with me. Yeah. And you still have great. it? I still have nice. it. Nice. Um, that was an amazing experience. I, I mean, now that, I would, you know, if I enjoyed that as much as it sounds like you did Mm -hmm. i would consider like you know printing that and framing it oh yeah and having it i don't know on a wall somewhere yeah oh yeah it was i got totally in florence yeah you're talking about i got totally camera like shy around her like didn't know what to say it was awkward and i like when i went to take the picture you know like as the female i just like instinctively kind of put my arm around her like waist and i could tell she was not down for that which was super embarrassing but like i definitely respected her so i was just like it was weird but it was actually turned out to be a cute picture so yeah i mean that's i would do the same yeah like i i know this is not true for everybody yeah but i like your you know love handle right above your hip yeah just for the whatever take like that I, I know, again, some people will be like, no, yeah. no, I don't even want your coat to touch my coat. Yeah. But that, if you're, you know, otherwise it looks, you know, yeah. like you're, you like don't force. like it. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. yeah. Um, that's fun though. Uh, and then uh, 2013 Pure Heroin, Lord, yeah. was your last. And that's got Royals on it, mm-hmm. which is the only track I know from that. Oh, that's a, that's a good album. I mean, it, feels uh that tune feel it's got a vibe to it that uh suggests that it can't just be a one-off from the collection of songs with Mm -hmm. which it was published yeah because there's just a whole lot of cool yeah about it you know i like that she's edgy and cool and she makes a little bit at the time was making music that was just a little bit more like dark okay and and twisty not so much anymore um her last album was a lot more uplifting. Okay. And I think she's talked about it being from just being in a better headspace. Oh, okay. So right on. Can't hate on that. No, yeah. not at all. Um, the last thing I had, uh, we, I mean, first album you fell in love with it had to be one of those five or six that your dad got you, right? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, and then first, did we talk about your first concert? talked about uh, at least one concert. We talked about one concert. I guess technically my first concert was when I was like, was it when I was three or four when my dad took me to 
what was it, fish? Yeah, that, that I was at. Yeah. Where you were eating Doritos and you got to Mike Watching Gordon. Watching people pass bombs. <laughs> Mike Gordon gave you a t-shirt. You got to meet Mike Gordon. He patted me on the back. There you go. Yeah. Were you like, hey. I was just like, <laughs> I thought I didn't fucking know. Right, <laughs> right. But I mean, uh, you know, first show of, that you, you're of your choosing. Yeah. Um, I think that was Blue October. There you go. There, mm-hmm. we did talk yeah. about it. Okay. Um, five funny finishers, and we'll wrap. Okay. Uh, so these are just goofy. Okay. Like, um, you're given the resources mm-hmm. to uh, cross off your top three bucket list items. Okay. So whatever those three things are, somebody gives you all that you need to do to go do them. What are you doing first? I would go to... Um, Thailand and I would go to probably in like an elephant sanctuary um, and they have them where that you can like bathe with them whoa wash them feed them bond with them I would do that what elephants are they're just my favorite animal and always have been yeah pretty much okay and Thailand because they're there and mm-hmm. that thing Asian is there. Asian elephants are there. Okay. Yeah. Wow. Cool. Yeah. Very cool. Yeah. Um, you're given the ability to visit your past self mm-hmm. at any age of your choosing. What age are you choosing and what are you saying? Fuck. That's a hard one. I'd probably go back to my 13-year-old self because okay. I think that's when I would um, need some words of wisdom the most. Is that, um, is that New time? Mexico? Yeah. Okay. And that's, yeah. That, I, that over five or six from the beginning of being ignored and being abused and all these, yeah. you, you're going 13. Going 13. I get, oh, the woman stuff. Probably... Yeah, and I'm. Ju- I think I was very much aware that like I was sad, and I didn't know why. I just knew that I was sad, um, and I knew I didn't want to be alive. Um, and so I would, I would definitely just go back and tell myself just to keep going, don't give up, keep going. It's gonna get better. I'm so glad you did. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, without that visit. Yeah. Um. So did you wind up having to? Did your cycle come when you were with dad and so you, were you no it came before okay so mom was around for at least that um yeah okay she didn't explain it to me she gave it gave me a book and i read that and that's how i taught myself like what was happening to my body you had no nobody gave you any kind i mean sure your peers somebody had to yeah and then i thing. think we had like a general like health class right right um, right in school but yeah like as far as anything else like i just read that in a book that i was given okay you're on your own for <laughs> a lot of shit own? it turns out alexa play you're on your own kid by <laughs> taylor swift <laughs> um you get to have lunch with anyone dead or alive who are you choosing and why Besides Taylor Swift? She's, of course, included. Okay, well, then I kind of would feel like I would pick her. Okay. I mean, I and then you don't need to do the why, because, I mean, yeah. we're, we're here doing this. Yeah, <laughs> I, I have a lot of questions. Um, <laughs> complete this for me, please. Okay. The world would become an immediately better place in which to live if only... People were kinder. Amen. Um... Do you remember the show Fear Factor? Yes. Okay. Remember? Do you remember who the host was? Is it Joe? 
Joe uh, Rogan. Ro- yeah. yeah, Joe Rogan. Um, so I never, like, I have a couple pockets where I was just kind of off the TV grid, mm-hmm. just circumstantially. Mm-hmm. It wasn't like, I don't watch TV. It was just, no, there was no, Yeah. there's a television set, but nobody's paying for cable and yeah. the antenna gets a fucking scrambled Cheyenne yeah. Wyoming channel. Um, so I, that was, I didn't ever really, I would see little, I walk in the room and it's on and I know what it is, Yeah. but, but, but that's it. Yeah. So what would be the absolute worst fear factor for you? Any kind of spider creepy crawly thing on me. Mm. I, I would lose my mind. Yeah. And, and, you know, it just wouldn't even be worth it. I think this, perhaps we're speaking the same way, like one that would set me up. And this, in these situations, it's like, here's 420, you know, dumped on you while you lay in a fucking. I would, I just think I would absolutely have a mental breakdown. Have you seen Kill Bill? No. Really? That's a long movie, isn't it? Well, it's two parts. Yes. Um, so it's, I mean, it's not for everybody, but it's yeah. it's good stuff. Mm-hmm. Um, Uma Thurman, yeah, uh, is just the fucking badassest of badasses mm-hmm. in this role. Um, God, is her name Beatrix Kiddo? I think it's Beatrix Kiddo. Anyway, um, and she's she goes through a fuck ton of stuff mm-hmm. uh and, and one of them uh, j- just when you think she's gonna get an edge uh somebody chloroforms her nice and then and then buries her alive oh shit that is the worst thing i could possibly fucking imagine so it turns out because she's the badass that she is she comes out the other side of the situation but that second when you wake up and realize and i mean if my heart my heart and my brain are going to have a a a 50 yard dash to see who's exploding first but they're both going to explode i'm not i don't think my brain i can't even compute dude i mean and then she finally and then then there's like six foot of soil coming in through the bro oh I think the ocean scares me a lot. I am terrified. I, I you will I, not catch me on a cruise. Oh fuck no! Mm-mm. No way. No, I know too much. Yeah, uh, I I watched. I think that I, I watched Jaws too young. Same. And that it was over. It's I been had no guidance. Yeah. <laughs> so they were like, "Yeah, you can watch Jaws. Yeah. Sure." Yeah. Um, and I mean, I was taking my cousin to the airport today, and uh. You know, she's in the Pacific Northwest now, but, you know, has been in Florida almost all of her. And, like, since she was, she's like, I fucking hate Florida. Mm-hmm. I was like, I don't like the beach. I don't I like the, the sand, beach. you know. Sand. Right? Yeah. And it's like. It's a she's sensory like, thing. I just don't like it. I don't either. I don't either. I don't want to have dirty feet. I don't want to be swimming where I can't see and there's maybe danger. <laughs> but you can't see it if, even if it is coming. Yeah. Um, I had somebody uh, who actually, um, he did uh, episode 12. He won a Super Bowl with the Saints and prior to that played for two seasons in St. Louis. Mm-hmm. And he's one of these guys, I know a few of these guys, that like every year the big trip, 
is deep sea fishing. Yeah. And so he, he'll post a reel on Instagram where you can see his foot just skimming over the water and you see the edge of the boat that he's and they're 80 miles out. And I am like, that's 79 and a half miles too far. Like no one's coming. No, no. If something happens, that's where you're going to die. Did you, were you following the, the implosion of the, um, submarine? How could you not? I was glued. I, I was like, I can't, I was like doing all I could think about is that the is being one of those people and you you know you know you're about I mean the most and so again absolute catatonic insanity yeah it doesn't matter what the oxygen and the pressure is going to do I'm going to like everybody else is going to be like kill that guy yeah. first first order of business kill that guy uh-huh, same but you're glued to it. But you can't look away. I, I didn't want to look in that direction at all. Like every time I was like, eh, quit showing me that. Cause it fucking freaks me out. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Last. Oh, uh, that was the last one. Um, any go-to bands or songs that if you hear them, you're like, turn that off or I'm leaving the room. Hoobastank. <laughs> uh, I know that name, but I don't know anything by them. Are they like, EMD, what are they? No, he they sing that one song, The Reason. I can't. I'll 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 have you listen. It's okay. the worst song okay. in existence. All right. Um, thank you so much. Of course, um, that was fun. I, I'm I'm glad you said that. Uh, like I had this is all just an idea that I'm yeah. kind of vomiting as we sit here. Yeah. Um, and so I don't know if we have missed anything that you wanted to talk about um or if i mean i know i talk too much but um i just hope that no you got to say your thing yeah oh absolutely yeah absolutely it was fun well i appreciate you being here um talk to you soon all right peace out bye that was good that was fun (laughs) 